phones. And the Facebook is not working. There's a bunch of things around. I went to I went to T-Mobile, but they didn't know what uh, they couldn't fix it. And they would ask me with my filter that I have. Call the filtering place tomorrow and see with them. Okay. Okay, everyone. Good evening. Tonight, very special. This week is Parshas uh, Vayera, and uh, we finished already all the Lakuti, all the Torah or Lakuti Torah. On, I mean, there's no Lakuti Torah, but Torah or Vayera, a long time ago. And now we're going to learn a discourse, which was also from the Alter Rebbe. It was said in the year Tov Kuf Samach Gimel. That corresponds to. Samach Gimel is the year 1803, actually 1802, 1802, and um, the Alter Rebbe used to say discourses where he commented and explained passages of the Zohar, uh, I th um, and there was a sefer called Biurei Zohar, where his son, the Mittler Rebbe, recorded those maimarim, and uh, yeah, and that's the book, Biurei Zohar. So even though it's a it's a it's a safer from the Mittler Rebbe, but as I mentioned, it's really the safer of his father, the Alter Rebbe, and um, it does, however, have the Mittler Rebbe style, because it says in the beginning, what he heard from his father, but the Mittler Rebbe himself, filtering his father's writing, wrote with a certain style, a more barichus, more in a lengthy way. The same mimer is to be found in Tafkuf Samach Gimel. Which actually, I learned the mimer. It's funny because when I started learning this discourse today in Biurei Zoyar, it was just too much for my head. It just my brain exploded. Uh, but then I learned the mimer in Tafkov Samach Gimel, and it was much simpler and easier, and it went smoothly. Just, um, but then I went back to to the Biurei Zoyar, and it was very beautiful. So, again, so this is a mimer the Alter Rebbe said in 1802, and then. Um, it's um, and then and then and then uh, it's an, it's also printed in in Parshas Vayera in uh, in Biurei Azoyar. Now the same mimer is also with has a lot of commentary and explanation in Oratora of the Tzemach Tzedek, which I used when I prepared today, and I found a lot a lot of gems. It's three places that Tzemach Tzedek has this mimer. One in Or HaTorah, in Chelek Dalet in Bereshis. And then the mimer is also found in Biure HaZohar. The Tzemach Tzedek also has a book of explanations of the Zohar. So on the Tzemach Tzedek's Biure HaZohar, in his first Chelek, he has another mimer, which I didn't, which with different Hagaz, which I didn't get to really read. And then also in the second volume of Biurei Azor, there's also a passage of this. Then the Rebbe Marash has the, this mimer explained the gist of it in a few places. In the mimer of Ehichrim, which we used to learn Shabbos in the morning, part of it uh, focuses on this discourse. 
and a tough reishlam at Aleph, and it trickles down, I think, to the Rebbe Rashab, who also said a maimer, tough kof mem, and tough reish mem gimel, also exploring the root of this discourse. So it's a very beautiful maimer, and it deals with the, the uh, idea of having children uh, when one is a barren woman, and the power that is necessary in order to bring about the birth of a child to someone who can't have children. That's really the gist of this discourse. It, it's, uh, and that's the story with Sarah, because Sarah was an Akara, she was a barren woman, and then this week, a miracle happened, and Sarah gave birth to Yitzchak. So last week, interesting, we also learned about this, how we, Sarah needed a name change from Sarai to Sarah, and we spoke about the switch of the He to the Yud, and now we're going to learn also about the, the, the special effect or efforts that were needed to produce a child that Yitzhak should be born. In general, I want to say one thing. The Gemara says that there are three primary things that the Gemara says that um, need a special mazel. The Gemara says that children and hell and long life and health and I'm sorry, children and life, which means good health or lengthening a person's life, and sustenance and livelihood is not dependent on a person's merits, but they're just dependent on good mazel, which is a real, 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 um, um, what do you call it uh, when you have something that ruins everything? Uh, there's, there's a word that is used when you have something like that dumps something on everything you, and it just ruins it all. I forgot the rule. It's like a, there's a word that's used. Um, it's an idea you have a party and someone came and ruined the entire party. Or, and I'm, 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 this is a word. I'm, I'm just trying to find that. Okay, it's not. This teaching of the sages takes away all the idea of merit. I mean, what else is there in life? Health, children, and sustenance. Those are the three main brachas that we need. And in all of them it says, it has nothing to do with your merits. It has to do with mazel. So if you're born in a good mazel, you'll do well. Okay, thank you. So now what? So now all the merits that I try to do in order to help Hashem, hopefully, I mean, it would all be nice if we're all very altruistic and we all serve God just because we want to serve God. But let's put that to the side because most of us are doing extra mitzvahs because we want to have extra merits so that Hashem should take care of us. Bottom line. That's, that's very much part of our animalistic soul's involvement of Yiddishkeit, even though it would be beautiful if we can all be very, very, very big tzaddikim and all serve God with a completely lishma. But we all have ulterior motive, and we hope, and we're told, and we're promised in the Torah, if we will do well, Hashem will increase our bracha in, many, in everything, and if chas v'shalom, we don't do well, we, uh, we, we will chas v'shalom, suffer the consequences. That's the idea of reward and punishment. And now we're saying that's true about everything. Besides your parnasa. Besides your children and your life and your health. I mean, so what else is left? I mean, these are the three main things. So what we're going to see in the Mimer, just to, very, just, just to begin, is that we're not talking about the general flow of children, that children should be healthy and so on. We're not talking about regular sustenance. We're not talking about... Um, we're not talking about um, um, regular health and being alive. What we're talking about is in a situation where whatever bracha we have has expired, or we've never had that blessing to begin with. We're talking about someone who essentially was decreed upon them that they should never have children. 
An example, they're a person that can't have a child. Their body is, uh, is, not, uh, is not built for children. Finished. They can't have a child. They're an akara. They're a barren, a barren woman. Or in, they're suffering from infertility, both the man or the woman, either one. And they can't have children. That's the way it is. In other words, to have, so for them to have a child, they need a miracle. So we're saying that in order to have that miracle, it's not dependent on good deeds. That miracle is dependent on a mazel. There are people who are going to get the mazel and get the miracle. And there are people who are not going to have the mazel and they're not going to get the miracle. The same is also if a person, for whatever reason, has been decreed upon them a certain amount of years and their life is over based on what has been initially given to them. They've reached the end of their life. And then for whatever reason, they want to increase their years in this world. Like Chizkiyo Amelech, who was supposed to live to a certain time, and then he got very ill, he just became close to his time to die, and then Hashem extended his life with 15 extra years. That's not part of the initial plan that God had for his neshama to be in this world. That's what we mean that life is not dependent in merit, for that we need to come on the mazel. And lastly, uh, when we say um, livelihood, we're not talking about ordinary livelihood. We're talking about someone who was a decreed upon them that they should be poor all their life. And, just, and that they should have a switch and suddenly kaboom, the guy hits the lottery and they become a millionaire or something magnificent happens to them and from overnight they turn from a poor man to a rich man. That change, which is not part of what was initially part of their life, is again not dependent on the merit of a person, it's dependent on some kind of miraculous thing called mazel. That changes the dynamics a little bit, but is not yet fully fulfilling. Because we know that when people want a miracle, they also do extra merits. You say, give extra tzedakah to merit a miracle. Do extra, and now we're saying, it's just dependent on your mazel. And if you, you, know, and, and if you're, if you don't have the mazel for a miracle, you know, there are some people who, whose mazel calls for surprises. And there are some people whose mazel doesn't call for surprises. So I might be a loser, and therefore I'm, I'm the people that never get that mazel. And therefore, what's the point of me even trying for a miracle or doing things that maybe are, make, because it doesn't... So we're going to see in the mimer he deals with this idea. And he's going to explain that it doesn't mean that it's not dependent on merit. Of course it's dependent on merit, but it means it's not dependent on merit alone. Merit alone can't, can't uh, complete it. After all the merits are said and done, it still needs to be sent off to a very, 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 very high place and gain the king's approval. And that place where it has to go to is a place that transcends all logic and reason, and that's why it's called mazel. It's whether Hashem will approve or we won't approve on a level far beyond the merit. But without merit, they will never ever send your case to be to be, to be even considered for this miracle to happen. So of course we need merit, but the merit will instigate, and then after the merit, it will be sent up for an approval from a place. Merit alone cannot achieve it. In other words, if I'm having parnasa, and I just want a little bit more, I want a little bit extra, I want a little bit more comfort in my life, and so on and so forth, for that merit itself can achieve it. You know, you, you increase your Torah and mitzvahs, God will give you a little bit more. But if it was decreed from God that you will be a schlepper all your life, and you want to have a penny to your name, and you'll be a pauper, and you want to change my separations that from a poor man you should become a rich man, and everything should change, that 
You can do a lot of things that will seek, try to increase your merit. That will put you at least on the waiting list <laughs> for miracles. Then it will be dispatched to be considered for the miracle. And then either yet or no, whether the miracle will happen or the miracle will not happen. It's dependent on a mazel. Merit can't push it through all the way. That's the idea we're going to learn over here. And it's based on a Zohar in this week's parasha. But he's going to explain mazel doesn't mean constellations, like people understand it to mean the, your zodiac or your, uh, your uh, what is it called? People call it your, uh, your astrology uh, sign or so on. We're talking about a much, much higher level of mazel. Uh, it means that which is beyond reason and understanding the level of keser of God and the like. So we're going to read inside Vayas Hashem Lesara. But I'm going to read to you first a passage in the Zohar, which he brings over here, but he brings only a small piece over here, so I'm going to read a little bit more. It's not a long passage of the Zohar, it's a short passage of the Zohar. But yet, it, uh, when you read the Zohar on its own, it's literally Chinese. But then, when you learn over here, and the Mimer explains it, then suddenly the whole Zohar makes a lot of sense. Okay. Give me a moment over here. Okay. So the, the, the passage I'm going to read for you first doesn't he doesn't even say over here basically it says in the pasuk let me first tell you the pasuk in the pasuk it says vashem paka desara that hashem remembered sara kasher omar like he said to her god remembered sara kasher omar like he had said to her vayas hashem lusara and hashem did for sara kasher diber like he had spoken and what happened and Sarah gave, and she became pregnant, and she gave and gave birth to a child. That's what it says in the pasuk. So now, first of all, what the Zohar is very perplexed is in the double. The truth is, Rashi already is explaining it. The Ramban gives his interpretation of it, and what basically needs to be understood is the seeming redundancy. First, it says Vashem Paka the Sarah Hashem remembered Sarah, and then it says Vayas Hashem, and Hashem did for Sarah. So what do you need? Two things. What does God have to remember and also do? So Rashi says that Vashem Hashem remembered Sarah, that's that she should become pregnant. Vayas Hashem Sarah and Hashem did for Sarah is that she should actually give birth. So these are two, two things. One is for the pregnancy and one is for the birth. Um, Ramban says differently. What, is, what does the Ramban say? Give me a second. Um, it's over here. I don't have the Chumash here in front of me, but I'll show you. So the Ramban says on this. Um, oh, the Ramban says that Pekida means that God is thinking about you. And Vayas is the actual doing it. In other words, it's like a person, it's like Pekida is like, you know, you're, 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 you know he's considering it. It's, it's, it's being deliberated. It came into God's focus, you know. Oh yeah, I should give them a child. I should, but doesn't mean it's it's yet happening. But yes, is actually making it be. Okay. Um, and that's what the Kliyakar kind of says as well. Fine, but the Zohar is the Zohar. The Zohar is going to deal with this seemingly redundancy. And the Zohar is also going to point out that there is a difference. When the Pasuk begins with Vashem Paka Desara, it says Vahashem with an extra Vav. 
which seems to be un, doesn't belong over here. The Hashem and Hashem. It should say Hashem Paka Desara. What's the and Hashem? And there's always a connector to what was before. What's this and? But it's interesting. In the first part of the pasuk, it says the Hashem Paka Desara. In the second, the latter half of the pasuk, it says Vayas Hashem. It doesn't say Vayas the Hashem. Obviously, it wouldn't make any sense to put a vav there. But still, you notice that in the first time it's Vahashem, and the second time it's only Hashem, only the tetragrammaton, only Yudke Vavke without the Vav. So again, we need to understand what is the Kasher Pakad, what is the Pekida, and what is the Asiya, what's the action. And then how come by the Vayas, it's, it's, it's without the Vav in the Vahashem, in Hashem's name, and in the first time by the Pakad, excuse me, it's with a Vav. Fine. That is what the Zohar is going to deal with. So, Vahashem Now again, as I'm mentioning to you, the first tiny little passage of the Zohar that I'm going to read, he makes reference to it in the, in the Mimer, so that's why I'm going to read it to you, but he doesn't quote it at the beginning. But in order for you to understand better the Zohar, I'm going to read to you already the part that he doesn't have over there. So starting. Hashem poka de Sarah kasher Omar. Now it says, Hashem spoke to Sarah kasher Omar. He remembered Sarah like he said. Now, what is it referring to, like he said? Who said? Or when did Hashem say? Hashem said to Sarah. When did Hashem speak to Sarah? She's going to have a child. We don't find anywhere that God speaks to Sarah like he tells Avram. But where does it say that Hashem... Now, the truth is it doesn't say Kasher Omar like he said to her. It says Kasher Omar. So the Zohar said, and Rashi says, Kasher Omar like he said was Hashem said it through the Malach. In the beginning of the parsha, the Malach, we spoke about it on Monday night, the Malach is speaking, asks where is Sarah? She's in the tent. And the Malach tells her, Shoiv Ashiv Alecha, I will return to you. But it's a Malach saying, it's not God saying. So what does it mean? Hashem remembered Sarah like he said, when it's not even Hashem saying, it's the Malach saying. So the Zohar is going to explain an interesting thing. That whenever it says in the Torah, Vayomer, that someone says, and it doesn't say Yudke Vavke, it doesn't say Hashem's name. It's whenever it says that He spoke in reference to God. Remember, every time it says in Amira, coming without saying who was the one talking, it's always, we can always identify the Amira to the realm where speech comes from. Where is speech? Speech is in Malchus, Malchus Peh, Malchus is the mouth. So it's the level of Shechina that's communicating. Whenever it says Vayomer El Moshe, he said to Moshe, it doesn't say Vayomer Hashem. If it says Vayomer Hashem, it can be higher levels than Malchus. Avaya usually is Teferes, the Zeranpin, the, the higher spheros. But when it says Vayomer's plain, it's always Malchus. So therefore, when it says over here, Vashem Pokedasara Kasher Omar, like he said, so who said? It's like the Shekhinah spoke. Now when did the Shekhinah speak? Well, it was the Malach. Now the interesting idea, Shekhinah is called Malach. Well, anybody that learned Chitas a few weeks ago when we were learning Tanya, the Alter Rabbi was saying that even, even the Shekhinah can sometimes be referred to as a Malach. Just a few weeks ago we learned about that in Tanya. That an agent. Shekhinah is called Malach. The levels higher than Shechina is more, because Shechina is more like an agent of God to be invested in creation. 
even though Shechina is still Hashem, but since it deals with and it enters into the worlds outside of God, that are, so to speak, outside of Hashem, that's why Shechina sometimes is called Malach. So when it says the Malach spoke, so even though we, when we read the story, who is the one speaking? It's Malach Michael, who was the agent to give the Besura to Sarah. But what the Zohar is learning, no, that that Vayomer, and he said, is the Shechina, Malchus of Atzilus, much higher than the Malach speaking. And that Malach is the one, and that's Hashem, that's the Malach. And the Malach is the one that's saying to Sarah, you're going to have a child. Now we'll understand, as Zohar says, what it means, Vahashem kasher omar. When did Hashem speak? Shoiv ashev alecha, I will return to you. That's the Shechina speaking. I will return to you. So, but hold it. And that's why it says, Vahashem omar, Vahashem pakadasara kasher omar. I asked you earlier, why does it say Vahashem? Not Hashem pakadasara. What's the Vahashem? So there's a general rule, a beautiful idea, that whenever it, it, it says above added to God's name, it's not an addition, it's a subtraction. Sometimes an addition is a subtraction, not an addition. So Yudke Vavke, remember the general rule, Yudke Vavke is generally higher than Malchus. Malchus is called either, the name associated with Malchus is either Aleph, Dalet, Nun, Yud, Meloshin Odoin, Adna, the name Odon, that's the Shechina, because the Shechina is Adon Kala Aret, she's the master of the world, or the name of Elohim, that's the name of Malchus, okay? The name associated with Malchus. Um, Havaya, Yudke Vavke, is always higher. And generally, it refers, we said earlier, to, 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 to the Zeirampin. However, when it says Vahashem, so Chazal say an interesting thing. Whenever it says Vahashem, it means, we learned about it in early Yemimarim years ago. When it says Vahashem, it means who ubeis dinai, Hashem and his beisdin. Vahashem only means the Vav comes out, the Vav is adding somebody. Who is it adding? It's adding the beisdin. But this, this addition is not really an addition, this addition is really an, a, 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 a subtraction. Why? It's God and his beisdin. What that means is that Hashem is being filtered through his Beisdin. Now when you say his Beisdin, what does Beisdin mean? Usually Beisdin means his, uh, his court. But Beisdin over here is referring to Malchus is called, is called this Beisdin. Why? Because Malchus is judgmental. Malchus is called Adon. Ad al Adonai, right? Adon is Hashem's name. Which has the root Din inside of it. Because we spoke many times that Malchus is a power of God that is already tit for tat. Malchus is the most involved with, it, with creation, and therefore Malchus operates the world in a manner of judgment. Melech b'mishpat yamayt aretz. You deserve, you get. You don't deserve, chas and you're off. So Malchus is very, very judgmental. So that's why Malchus is called the Beisdin. Follow? Now, if you say Vahashem, so what is that? And we know that the Yudki... Another point I want you to, that's a lot of ideas, but Yudke Vavke itself, we know whenever it says Yudke Vavke on its own, it's Rachamim, it's mercy. Mercy means you get whether you deserve or you don't deserve. And that's because Yudke Vavke is higher than Malchus. The Yudke Vavke is the, the, the spheros that are higher than Malchus. So therefore over there, it's mainly dominated with chesed, with, with kindness, and there's, there's no major judgment. 
The judgments are Malchus is full of dinim, full of judgments. So whenever it says Havaya did something, it's 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 the name higher than Malchus. If it says Vahavaya, it means that even though the energy is coming from Havaya, it's enclosed and filtered by what? By Malchus. So Hashem is operating. It's like the sun is coming through a shield. The sun is not shining in its full brightness. It's coming through a shield, through a shell, through something limiting its light. So whenever it says Vahashem, and, and, and where do I take this from, this idea? It's Chazal say an interesting thing. They say, Our world is not like the world to come. In, in our world, even when we had a, a tremendous geula, when we went out of Mitzrayim, and Hashem was walking with us, Hashem was coming along with us, Hashem traveled with the Jewish people, it says, everybody remember the Pasuk and Pashas B'Shalach, Vahashem ho'ilech lefneihem, and God walked before them. It doesn't say Hashem ho'ilech lefneihem, it says Vahashem ho'ilech lefneihem. So what does that mean? That when Hashem was walking in front of the Jewish people, taking them out of Egypt, even though God himself was parading before them and led the way, it was who? Ubeizdinai, him and his beizdinai. That means even though we merited that Hashem was there, Hashem was coming still with certain tzimtzumim, with certain contractions, with certain... He was camouflaged in the Shekhinah. He was hiding within the Shekhinah. It wasn't HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the infinite light of God Himself, together with Him. However, it says when Mashiach will come, it says, you will not run, you will not, you will not flee. Ki hoylech lefneim havaya. Ki hoylech lefneim Hashem. It doesn't say ki hoylech lefneihem vahashem, even though grammatically it wouldn't make any sense, but it, does, it, could have, it doesn't say vahashem. That means it's without the vav. If it's without the vav, it's who, it's him without his basin. So what am I just deriving from all this? What, and so therefore, from here you see that what? What's going to be greater, Yetzirah Mitzrayim or Yetzirah or, or Mashiach? Mashiach is going to be much greater. So you see that the Geula Asida is without Malchus. What does it mean without Malchus constricting and limiting it? Allowing it to flow from the Ein Sof directly. It's going to be completely limitless. So what, what am I just deriving from this entire five last five minutes? One idea. Is that when it says Vahashem, it's referring to a Hashpa coming from above Malchus, but yet coming through Malchus, so it could be attributed to Malchus. Because it's coming through the Havaya enclosed in Malchus. Whenever it says Vahashem, it's the Abishter enclosed in Malchus. Now we'll understand, that's what it means. Vahashem Pokadeh Sarah, that God remembered Sarah. Ka'asher Omar, like he spoke. When did he spoke? Who spoke? If we say Vahashem is Shechina speaking, following? If we say Vahashem is Shechina speaking, so Kasher Omar is also Shechina, like the Shechina spoke. When did the Shechina spoke speak? The Malach spoke and told Sarah she's going to have a child. Who's the Malach? What did we say earlier? That a Malach can sometimes be referred to Shechina. Shechina is called Malach. So Vahashem, Pokadeh Sarah, Kasher Omar, it's referring to the same entity. Because remember what I said earlier. Whenever it says Amira and it doesn't say who, it's referring to Shechina. 
and, 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 and it says Vayomer, and the Malach said, it doesn't say the Malach, it says Vayomer. And, and even though you might say it's, it's referring to a Malach, well, Mal, Shechina is also called Malach. We might say like this, the Shechina is the super Malach. And then there are little Malachim. And those are all the other malachim, beginning with Michael and Gavriel. They're considered small malachim compared to the Shechina that's called the greater malach. But now we'll understand. Vahashem is Shechina. Now let me read to you the Zohar now. I gave you all this explanation. And you, you get all this information. I didn't have all this information when I opened up the Zohar, and it, it doesn't make any sense. Listen to the Zohar. Vahashem pakadasara kasher omar. Dichsiv. When did he say? Lamoyed ashevalecha. He told her earlier in the beginning of the parsha, to a certain time I will return to you, next year, and Sarah will have a child. And we learned, whenever it says, Pekida is always related, it doesn't say, in, yeah. Pekida is Lenukba. Whenever it says Pekida, that. A, 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 whenever it says in Torah vi, that God did a pekida, pekida means he remembered, but it, it doesn't remember. There's two ways to say the word. There's two ways to to say I remembered you. One is zacharity, I remembered zechira, and one is pekida. So the Zohar makes an interesting thing. Pekida is feminine and zechira is masculine. So whenever it says that. That there is a zechira, it's referring to teferes. It's referring to the sphero to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Whenever it says pekida, it's referring to shechina. Why? Because pekida. And, and what else does pekida mean besides a remembrance? What else does pekida mean? Anybody? What else does pekida mean? Not just a point. A command. You're, you're, you give a pekida. A general gives a pekida. What's a pekida? Pekida means he gives a, a gives a, gives a, gives a order. So who is the one who gives the orders above? Where does all order? Who is the Malchus? Because Malchus is the king that rules the world. Malchus gives the Pekida. So the Zohar says, Pekida lenukva. Pekida is always for, for the female, for Malchus. Zechira lidchura. The remembrance, whenever it says Zachar, it's on a higher level. It's in the level of, similar to when we say Zachar v'shamar. Zachar is male, and shamar in regards to Shabbos, is female. Similar to Zachar and Shamar is Zachar and Pakoid. Pakoid is, that's why in rega regarding to David HaMelech, David HaMelech's neshama is from Malchus, feminine soul. That's why by David HaMelech, what does it say? Benegate David HaMelech. Everything in regards to David HaMelech is related to the world of Pekida. Pakoid is regarding to Malchus. So now, if it says Vahashem Pakadesara, now here everybody bear with me. When it says Vahashem Pakadesara, what did we say? If Hashem would be if Hashem would be referring to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, to the Zeir Anpin, if Hashem would be referring to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, which is the Zeir Anpin, If Hashem would be referring to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is the Ze'er Anpin, would it make sense Hashem Pakad? I don't have a single person. Good, 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 good. I can sense when I have, when I have, a, when I have a connection. <laughs> when, 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 when the line is dead, I sense it in one second. 
this one is doing the chips, that one is doing the water, the other one is doing the phone. So I'm, I'm, I, I don't have anybody here. Okay, now that I got everybody back. Okay, good. So if Hashem would be referring to the Abishter, to the HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then, then we, it wouldn't make sense to put Pekida, because in, in Hashem it should have said, Hashem Zohar. Hashem Zohar El Sarah. But since it doesn't say Hashem, it says Vahashem. And what's Vahashem? HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as he is mislabesh in Shechina, and therefore it could be attributed to Shechina, so therefore it makes sense. Pekida, Pekida Lenukva, Zechira Lidchura, Zechira is for Dachar. Ubegin kach, and because of this the Zohar says, Vahashem pokadah Sarah, that Hashem remembered Sarah, Kasher Omar, where else was there that the Shechina spoke? Dechsiv, shoiv, oshev alecha, ke'ez chaya v'goymer, I've already said to you, right? Mahachemashma, from here you see, the Omar v'yoymer, shoiv, oshev alecha, I will, he said, I will return to v'yoymer stam, and whenever it says v'yoymer plain, the e ava that the e who have it so beautiful the words of the Zohar that it was her veloy shlicha achra but it wasn't another shliach, meaning when you read in the beginning of an era that someone is speaking to Sarah and he says to her you're going to have a child, it's not a malach, which you would, you would read the story you think it's the malach no the e who have it's her it's the shechina speaking to Sarah not an agent not a malach. What happened to the Malach? Eh, the Malach uh, was just there to represent. But it was really the Shechina that was speaking to Sarah, saying, Shoiv Ashev Alecha, I will return to you. And now it makes sense. Vahashem Pokad and the Shechina Pokad is also in Shechina. Kasher Omar, like he said, that he would do it. Like the Shechina said she would do when she came to Sarah. This is La Fuke. I want to just emphasize something. This is coming to extract and this is coming to negate. Other people who had children, and they were told they're going to have a child, but there it was, came to them through a malach. Two cases I'm going to give you. One is Hagar. When Hagar was told that she was going to have a child, Yishmael, Hashem sent her a malach. Hashem sent her four malach. Every time another malach. Every pasuk it says, Vayayim malach Hashem, malach Hashem. You know why? Four malach. No, I shouldn't say this. It's my own little chiddush. The malachim, they, they, they knew that they're going to bring Yishmael, and they didn't, they, each one just could say a little bit and ran away. Yishmael making so much tzaras in the world that the malachim didn't want to say it. But in any case, they were four malachim, but they were really malachim. They were angels. They were not, they were not shechinim. But over here, another case, when Manoach and his wife, uh, the parents of Shimshon HaGibor, a malach came to tell them that they're going to be born with a child. The agent of the besura was a malach. But over here, by Yitzchak, it wasn't a malach. It was, it was the Shechina itself coming, Kasherama. Fine. But now the Zoyar now asks, okay, once we've established that Vashem Pokadesara means what? It means that the Shechina decided to give Sarah a child. So what else, what is the second half of the Pasuk? Vayas Hashem, now you can look inside the Mimer. Vayas Hashem what's the Vayas? Even the Omar Vashem Pokad, since it already says Vashem Pokad, Mahu, what does it mean? Vayas Hashem Lasara. What does it mean that Hashem did to Sarah? Ella, rather, Hocha Tanina. This is what we learned. I know it doesn't say the word Tanina over here, but I'm reading from the Zohar from here. The Ibo, the Uvdai, the Kutche That when God produces fruit, 
what it, we'll see in a minute what that means. When Hashem is the one producing His cherished fruit, what are the fruits that Hashem produces? That's neshamis, we're going to see soon. The neshamis are called the special fruit. So when God is bringing fruit into the world, new neshamis into the world, the of the kuchibrichu ma'ihi nohar denogid venofik me'eden ihu. These new fruit, they come from the river that is drawn and emerges from Eden. Eden, we always know, is Chachma. The river usually is Bina, but we're going to soon see over here it's not exactly the case. So in order for new fruit, which is new Nishamas, to come into the world, Nishamas are not coming from Malchus. They're coming from a much deeper, higher place. And that is the reason why, basically, he's going to say that even though Vashem Pakadasara, even though there is a green light, and Hashem and the Shechina agreed to give Sarah a child, the Shechina couldn't execute it. It needed to go to a higher place, as we're going to soon see, because when God is producing fruit, and Yitzhak is the fruit, the real cherished fruit, the Jewish people, the fruit of the world, it must come from a very high place. Mahu nor from the river, the Nugget Venothic may Aden that emerges from Aden, Ihu. The Ihu, and what are these fruit? The Zayar says clearly, Nishmasaya and the Tzadikaya. These are the Nishamas, the Nishmasa and the Tzadikaya, the Nishamas of Tzadikim. The Ihu Mazla, and this level from where it's coming from is called Mazl. Remember, we said earlier that Bana Chaya Mizaina, children and life and sustenance, is not dependent in schus, in merit, it's dependent in mazel. So this is this mazel is this place coming from Bina, but really, as we're going to see soon, it's not even from Bina and it's not even from Chachma, it's coming from mazel. The mazolois are the two hairs that are hanging down from Keser. Last week we spoke something amazing. Last week we spoke that whenever there is a hashpa coming from keser, from Ein, keser is purely Ainsof. And therefore any hashpa coming from keser can only come through the hair of keser. Because if it doesn't go through the hair, if the hashpa from keser would come directly into the world, we would all be electrocuted instantly. The world would become nullified in God completely. So therefore the hamshacha can only come through a strand of hair, and those strands are called the mazolis. Mazol means from the word drip, 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 drip. It can come only from a tiny little drip. But, that, but, 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 but this is quality stuff. Why is it quality stuff? It's not the original what God has initially allocated to be part of the creation bracha. A lot of blessings in the world. There's stashes. There's, there's a bigger bank account to give life to the world. But that's all part of the regular stuff. But when you want to bring something real, called the fruit of God, something really, really precious into the world, that has to be a new infusion from a place that's totally beyond, say, the Rishtal It's coming from the river that's coming from Aden, which is really coming from, as the Zohar says, the Masla. This is the level of Mazl. The Chol, Bircha, and Tavin, all the good blessings, all the real, real precious stuff, the Gishme Berchan and the and the and the and the blessed rains, Nazli Mine flow from it, Umitama Nafki, and from these mazalois is where it emerges. Dhsiv, but where does it go down? It goes down eventually. Where does it go? It has to come into the world. For it to come into the world, it has to go through Malchus. So who is the one who is going to be Mashpia, the new child? Who is the one who's going to bring the new baby Yitzchak into the world? Where is it going to come? Where is it going to come from? 
that has to come from, from Shechina, because Shechina is called the entranceway to creation. Everything that's going to come to the world is going to pass through the Shechina. Not only that, we said, we're going to see soon that the Shechina has to instigate it. The Shechina is the one that decides, Shechina runs the world, and she says, you know, let's so-and-so have a child. The problem is that Shechina can't do it because based on the initial plans of the map, of the way, way above Shechina, the entire, the entire design of creation was designed is that this person should be a barren woman and she can't have a child. So now we need to cause a, a, a major change, cosmic change. We have to rewire the system to allow that to happen. Shechina can't do that. Shechina can only execute what is Shechina. But Shechina wants to bring something new into the world. Says this person deserves to have a child, but they can't. So what has to happen, she has to draw it from a place way above, but it has to eventually go into the Shechina and through the Shechina be transmitted into the world. That's what it means. Eventually, where does the river flow? Even though these rivers flow from Keser, they're receiving from these veins, these two hairs that are flowing from the Ein Sof, but eventually they're flowing into the garden. The garden is Malchus. The Ihu Mazel Umashka, because she is the one. Now, Ihu over here, we're going to see soon, is referring to Bina. Bina is the supernal river that through Bina, she's the one who drips these drips. She's the one who brings us this new light coming from Keser, Umashka, and she waters the, the garden. Me'ela from way above, that's above the entire Seder Ishtalshalus, from the Ein Sof, letata down into creation, into the world. Begin the B'nai Nosha behind Mazel Italian, because this is in this Mazel, it's dependent, V'loi Ba'asar Achra, and it's not dependent on a different place. You don't have these words in, over here, because he, he, he said Chulu over here, he means you should, you should read the rest of the Zohar, I just read it. Valdoxiv, now you can look back inside. Valdoxiv, and in this it says, Vahashem Pokadesara. That all Hashem can do, all the Vahashem, the level called Vahashem, which we said before, is Shechina. All she can do is Bechudoi, Pekida Bechudoi. She can remember. She can, I can see, bring it up on the roster. She can bring it up on the, on the, on the deliberation place. Should we, but, and she can even decide that it should be so. But vayas Hashem lesara. But in order to actually execute it and bring a child into this world when there wasn't supposed to be children, then asiyu ihula asiya ihula elam ahaydarga. Asiya is on a level much higher than shechina. Kemod itmar, like we said, dohabe mazel talia, because that's already dependent on the mazel. That's already dependent on keser on the mazel. And that's why it says over here, Pekida. And over here, And here it says, Now you're going to ask a question. Everybody with a, little, with, with, with a little knowledge of anything will ask the question. Hold it. Vayas is even lower. Vayas is a physical action. How can we say that Vayas, but we always know the rule. That activity in the physical world is rooted in Kesser. That the greatest accomplishments we can do is not in study and learning and all that. That's all, that's all in the realms of a Seder Ishtalshalos. Asiya, action, that triggers Kesser. So that's what the Zohar says. Asiya le'ela, Asiya is reaching into the very high. Vayas Hashem is a hamshacha from Kesser. We'll begin kach, Omar Hashem. Vahashem v'kulachad. That's why it's two things. Here it's 
Hashem, and here it's Vahashem, Vakulachad is because they, they worked in unison. The Shechina, together with what is beyond Shechina, and together they brought about that the child should be born. Now let's take a look and actually start learning inside all this. I've already given you a lot of the gist of what we're going to learn, but here he's going to explain it in a very Gishmaka way. A little bit at the beginning, don't get scared, is a little bit, just for the first five, mom or six lines, a little bit intense Kabbalah, but it gets, it lightens up in a, in a few minutes. Hinei bepidish, again, so it says, the reason the Zohar said, that what, that when Hashem makes fruit, whenever the true fruit, which are the neshamis of tzaddikim, I'm going to add just a very geshmak of words from the Tzemach Tzedek. And the Tzemach Tzedek adds, says something really, really beautiful. He says, the reason why, I said earlier, that for, for, for ordinary people to have children, you don't need to receive, doesn't have to reach up to Keser, to the Ein Sof, to the, doesn't have to. You don't need, this, this rule that the Gemara says, that children, health, and lively, and, and, and children, life, and, uh, and, um, and livelihood are dependent on, uh, on the mazel, not, are not dependent on merit, they're dependent on mazel. I told you earlier, that's only in the case where it was already decreed upon a person that they won't have parnasa. Where it was already decreed upon a person that they, that they, that they they're supposed to pass away. Chas v'shom, the end of life and the end, the end of their life. It was decreed upon a person that they will never have children. In those cases, then to execute a change, you have to go to the, all the way to the place that's higher than the order, and from there, there. So the Tzemach Tzedek says, there's a Pasuk, hear this. It says, Rani Akara, rejoice you barren one, La Yolda that didn't give birth. It's a Pasuk that says, Rani Akara, it's one of the, one of the, one of the um, uh, prophecies regards to the future redemption, it says, Rani Akara, uh, rejoice you barren woman, La Yolda that you haven't given birth. So why should she rejoice? She's very sad that she didn't give birth. Why should she run Yakara? Why should she be happy that Loyalda she didn't birth? And the answer is like this. He says, why were the Imois Akaras to begin with? So the Gemara says two reasons. The Gemara says two reasons why the, the, uh, the Imois were Akaras. One reason, one, meaning the barren woman. All of them. They were all barren. Rivka couldn't have a child. Sarah couldn't have a child. Uh, uh, Rachel couldn't have a child. Besides Leah. All the other ones couldn't have any children. And Hannah, like all special people come from women that couldn't have any children and then a miracle happened. The child was born. Not all, but most, a lot of times. So why is that? Example, the Baal Shem Tov's parents also, they were very old. They, they were way past their ability to have children and they, a miracle happened. They had a child. Like whenever these like super neshamas have to come to the world, it's like from a... But the Gemara says two reasons. One reason is because God loves their prayers. And uh, if He doesn't withhold, if He gives them everything immediately, then they stop praying. So Hashem loves them to... Uh, so those that Hashem... It says the opposite of the snake. The snake is a, is a being that always has whatever he wants. He eats dirt. It says one of the reasons, the Kotzka Rebbe says the reason why the snake... God did him such a good thing. If he eats dirt, he's always happy because he has food. He eats. So the Zohar said, so the Scots Rebbe said, God said, here, take it and don't bother me. I never want to hear from you. And for a person that God loves very much, God, doesn't, God gives them penny by penny. Because <laughs> Hashem wants you to constantly talk to him, constantly ask him. He loves the prayers of the tzaddikim, so he doesn't, you know. 
Um, he doesn't give them a big cachet and a big bank account. He keeps them on a, gives them every day only what they need, right? So with 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 Sarah, with 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 with, with, with same as with children, those Hashem loves so much. He loves them to pray. He wants them to pray and pray and pray. And then finally, he'll give it to them. But he 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 just it gives them, right. That's not nice, right? You love someone while you're making them pray. You love them. <laughs> But that's what God does. Okay, fine. Hashem, we can't say it's not nice. Probably it's nice on some level. Next, the other reason the Gemara says is because you see that, you know, when Hagar lived with Avram, Sarah went and she took Hagar and she gave it to Avram. And bam, the first time they were together, she was already pregnant. You also find this week in the parasha, you also find that Lot's two daughters became pregnant also and the first time they were with their father. Boom. So the Gemara says that the weeds, weeds, you know, don't take much to make weeds grow. A little, a half a seed falls on the ground or whatever and weeds and thorns and all kinds of stuff grow. But when you want to get out really good fruit, that takes a lot of plowing and, tilling and, and, and working and pruning. And, and even the first time you plant, it's not so good. Then you have to perfect it and perfect it. And finally, finally, after a crazy amount of time, you get the right fruit. So the Zohar says, how come Sarah and the, they, they didn't have any children? And, and here, the answer is because Hagar brought weeds and thorns to the world. Right? Go look at Manhattan, what happened this week. Another thorn being brought to the world. Hever oh, like this, they come to the world, murderers, killers, and stuff like that. These beings, they, they come a dime a dozen, doesn't take much. Didn't take hard to bring them into the world. Because they're the chitzainiest, they're the shells, they're the external. They come out immediately. The real precious fruit takes a lot. That's why they were akaras, because it's hard to bring something. But the tzemach tzedek connects these two together. Because what, we, what were we saying like this? Why does Hashem make it impossible for them to have a child? Because, hear this. Here's the, here's the word of the tzemach tzedek. I'm getting to it right now is the Eberster wants the Neshama to come from the Ein Sof. He doesn't want the Neshama to come from Malchus, from the fixed Hishtal Shalos, from the, from the Seder, from the order of the world which is fixed. God doesn't want the Jewish soul to emanate from that place. If it would be easy to have a child, it means it would be part of the system, it would be part of the Hashpah of Malchus, it would be part of the fixed order of creation. But the Eberster wants a people, a miraculous people. He wants them to be tuned in. To be, he wants them to come from the, from the Ein Sof himself. So therefore, what does he do? He makes it impossible for them. It's not shechina for them to have a child. What do they have to do? So they'll have to daven and daven and daven and pray. And as we said. And that eventually is going to be ma'orer that, you're going to have, that the shechina is going to have to call for help all the way into the Ein Sof. Like he says over here, God said, yeah. The shechina said, yeah, but that's not enough. The Vayas Havaya, the Havaya, and all, as we said earlier, ultimately Vayas is reaching up to the Mazalois of Keser, to the Ain Sof, and from there to bring a child. And here, this, this, this has got me so excited. That's the meaning of the words, Rani Akara. Be happy that you're an Akara. Rani Akara. Rejoice. Rejoice that you're barren. Why? Simply you say, Lo Yalda, then why should I be happy? No. Loi Yolda. That from the level of low, what's the level of low? From the level of the ain't self that can't be defined by any definitions, Yolda, from there is where you give birth. You're giving birth from the place of the, impos of the impossible. That means low. 
Because the levels of Seder Ishtalshalos, all the levels of, all the spherot are not called low. They're called something. It's, he says the idea of loy is the same idea like ayin. Just like we say there's ayin and there's yesh. So chachma is called ayin. Keser is for sure called ayin. So ayin and loy is the same, is the same idea. Rani akara, be excited akara. Why? Because loy yolda. Because the birth of Yitzchak comes from a place called loy. Or it also says, it also says by Sarah, I'll show you another one. It says, Oi, this is Mamash Gavaldi. It says, Parshas Noyach, all the way back in the end of when it speaks about Avram and Sarah for the first time, it says, Vesarai Akara, and Sarah is barren. Ain Lovlad, she doesn't have a child. Ain Lovlad, she doesn't have a child. So what's the Hasidic twist on it? Vesarai Akara, Sarah is a barren woman, so she can't have any children. Mitzad, from the realm of Teva, from nature, she can't have a child. So where does her child come from? Ain, from the level of Ayin, love lad. From there will come her child. Love lad, her, her, her child comes from the impossible realm, from the Ain Sof, not from the place of... So it's not Ain love lad, she doesn't have a child. Ain love lad, from the level of Ayin, that's her child. And Zehu, what we're going to learn over here, and this is the Nekud. Hine Pidish, so we say, and that... To draw from that place of iron is coming through this river. So the idea of the river that emerges, as always mentioned in Zohar, Yesh by Gimel Pirushim, it has three Pirushim. When we say a river that flows from Aden, it has three interpretations. One is that Nahar River is the Yesod. Again, Eden, we learned many times. This is not new over here. Eden is Chachma. Right? And Nar, the river, Bina is called a river. Eden is, Eden is a spring. So Eden is Chachma. Now, what does it mean usually? Most of the case, we say, Nahar Yotzeme Eden. And all the Maimarim we learn, Nar is always referring to the river that goes out. It's Bina. Bina comes out from Chachma. Like a river goes out from, comes from the spring. But more particularly, it says in certain places that the Hashpa from Chachma outward. Chachma itself is the spring, but the flow from the spring to the river is already called the river. And that's the flow from Chachma to be mashpia, to bina, to give to bina. That's in Chachma itself, Yesod Abba, the Yesod of Chachma. Yesod is always the bonding, the mashpia. So the Yesod level of Chachma is called Nahar, it's called river. So, Pchines Yesod Abba, Vezeu de Nogid Venafik Me'eden. It is emerging and coming out from Eden, Shuhu Chachma, which is Chachma. And that's the that's good. Vegam Hayesoid Nikra Nahar. And not only is a bina called Nahar, but Yesod is also called Nahar, Kiyadua as it is known. So that's usual that can sometimes be the explanation of Nahar Venagid. Because this idea of Nar, a river that is drawn and flowing, is mentioned many places. And sometimes its meaning is the yesod element of Chacham. Vabeiz, and the second one, Anel Derech Pshutoi Shuhu Bina. In most of the cases, Nohar River means Bina. Hanikra Nohar B'chol Makoim. Bina is always called Nohar. Vagimel, and the third Pirush, Hua Emes, which is the third thing, Shuhu Bechinas Yesoid Abba Shemestayim B'Yesoid Zah. So he says, there's a third Pirush in Nohar, so Nahar can either mean the Yesoid of Chachma, 
It's a river. Nar can also mean Bina. And also it can mean, it says in different places that Yosef is related to Nahar, to a river. And I didn't get a chance to look it up where it says so, but the Zohar refers to, and Yosef we know is Yosef. But not the Yosef of Chachma. Yosef is the Yosef of the Ze'eran pit. Yosef is the, is, the, is the element of Sfiras HaYesod, which is the Yesod of Zeran. Oh, so you have, but he wants to say over here, Vahagimel, and let's see the third Pirish, who emes is the truth, Shuubchinas Yesod Abba, it's the Yesod of Chachma, Shemistayim bi Yesod Zah. So we know a general idea that the Yesod of Chachma extends into the Yesod of the Zeran. That's an idea. After it was enclosed in Bina. Meaning, the Yisoyed of Chachma goes into Bina. From Bina, however, it extends through Bina and it goes down into the Yisoyed of the Zairab. This idea, I can't explain to you. I remember reading about it once, but I didn't. Uh, what exactly it means and uh, whatever. But over here, not Negea to understand the whole depth of this idea. But what he comes to tell you over the years, to give birth to the neshamas, which is the fruit, to bring, and we understand, over here they were bringing neshamas into this world because you're bringing Yitzchak, who's the first neshama, who's going to include all of his descendants, all neshamas into the world. Of all the worlds. It's dependent on mazel. And how do you fetch? And we're going to see soon, what's the mazel? The mazal is, is the mazal is coming from Kesser, from the Ein Sof. From where, who, who is nurturing, how are, you, how, are we, how, how are we reaching these mazalos, this drip drip of the Ein Sof of Kesser, through Chachma and Bina. Chachma is the... Ukamayma Rezal, Chazal say, children, life, and, 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 and sustenance, they're not dependent in merit. It's dependent on mazel. What does it mean, mazel? So he says, mazel over here is yichud hadiyukna. It's the yichud that's taking place, a unification that's taking place between two here in God's beard. Obviously, we need to understand that all of this is anthropomorphically speaking a billion gazillion times. Because we're not dealing with two hairs unified. What does that mean? What is the do of the, the Abishter's beard? Because we know, as we said earlier, from Keser, there can't be any Amshacha to the world, to the spheros, to the attributes, unless it's coming through a hair. Because, they, because, uh, because it's ain't self. So it has to be minim, minuscule, it has to be minimized and mitigated through so much that it's coming through a hair. Oh, but there are two main, now there are 13 strands of hair flowing from Keser. These are the 13 Midas Arachamim, the 13 strands of the Eberstus beard. Now, however, and we know that there are two major mazalis. One of them is the eighth mazal, and the other one is the 13th mazal. Eight and 13, these are the two most important mazalis. The eighth one is the mazal called Noitzer, Noitzer Chesed. If you take the word Noitzer, and you re- rearrange it, you get two words. Rutzon. That's where God's Rutzon flows to the world through the mazel of the noitzer, which is the word Rutzon. 
It's also the same letters as the word tsinar. Tsinar is a pipe, a pipeline. So that's the pipeline of energy flowing from Keser, from the Ein Sov. Who is nursing? Now it says that there are two sefirot that are nursing, that are drinking the drip drip that's coming from these mazolos. Chachma is, dr- is drinking, it's a Kabbalistic idea. Chachma receives its sustenance, its nurture, its panemius de gashpa from the eighth mazel called Neutzer. Bina also has a mazel that she's deriving her energy from. Bina is taking from the 13th mazel called Venake. 13th attribute Venake. If you take the word Venake and you rearrange the letter, instead of Tsinor, which you have, Tsinor means a pipe, Venake also can mean Vekone. Kone means like a tube. So Tsinar and Kone, these are two tubes. Why is Bina hooked up to the 13th one? And why is Chachma hooked up to the 8th one? Is discussed in different Memorim and Chasidis, and my head doesn't know that right now. But that's what it says in different places. In order to have a child, which, in order to have a child, there always has to be a Yichud between male and female. So generally, all Hashpa, I know, don't get confused, it's not so hard. Usually for a Amshacha, so we said before, Shechina, Shechina is who? Shechina is the one that's giving Hashpa to the world. But we know Shechina receives everything from her husband. Like the moon doesn't have anything on her own. So Shechina receives from her husband. But to have, and to have children, which is to bring new children into this world, there has to be a Pneumius Degi Yichud of Zah and Malchus. And that's how a Neshama comes to the world. However, to have special children, special Neshamas, new Pneumius Degi Neshamas, of Tzadikim, high Neshamas and this, it's not enough the Yichud of Zah and Malchus. The Yichud has to go up to be a Yichud of Chachme and Bina. Which is not even enough a yichud of Chachman Bina. The real yichud that has to happen over here is a yichud of Neutzer and Nake, which is the source of Chachman Bina. In other words, there has to be a yichud in the male-female elements of the pure, of Keser, of the orange self. And from there the Hashpa of the new child has to come. And that's the idea that it's dependent on the Mazel. Because these two hairs are called Mazel, drip, drip. It's totally, infinitely beyond intellect and reason, even godly reason. It's an Indian of pure will, pure, pure desire, pure, pure ratzon. And that's what we mean also. It's not dependent, when you say children are not dependent on merit, it means it's not a, it's not a rational thing. It's a totally beyond seichel de ge'inyan, a why so-so has to happen. The two mazolois of erech Mazel ha'elyon hu v'noitzer, the higher mazel is v'noitzer. Tsinor, which the word v'noitzer is also the word tsinor. V'ratzon, it is also the word ratzon. Lias makar la'aba, to be a source for chachma. Im mazel ha'tachten, so this needs to unify with the lower mazel. What's the lower mazel? Hayud gimel, the 13th mazel, called v'nake. Shuhu ha'makar, which this is the source, la'ema to mother v'nikra, and it's called Koine Hakol. Kone, Kone Hakol means he purchases everything. In Davening, when we say Kone Hakol, see, you never know. When you're saying quickly, Davening Kone, you're tugging on this mazel, on the 13th mazel, from where Venake, from the Orain self. That's the, you know, every word in Davening has got infinite secrets of what's, what's in it. Ukeshaha Yichud Bebez Mazolos Elo. 
And when you have a yichud in these two mazalos, shehen shor which they are the root of chachma and bina, as a gam yichud chachma bina who memela bepchines pnimiyusa. Then the yichud and chachma and bina is also taking place in a very pnimiyistic way. And then they can bring neshamas. What he means, Lechura, when he says that then Chachm and Bina are also having a Yichud Pnimi is a general idea which you must have seen in Hasidus many times and we learned about it. It says that Chachm and Bina are two friends that never separate. But then it says in, Nari, in, in the different Svarim that when we say Kriya Shema, we're supposed to have Mesiris Nefesh. And when we say that, when we have Mesiris Nefesh by Kriya Shema, we're Ma'orer a Yichud of Chachm and Bina. Through the Mesiris Nefesh of Shema, we evoke a Yichud. So hold it. Didn't we say that what? That Chachm and Bina are friends and they're never, they never separate? So why do we need this big Mesiris Nefesh to unify Chachm and Bina? And the answer is that this that we say Chachm and Bina are always, are always unified with each other is an external flow from Chachm and Bina. The external flow from Chachm and Bina can never be interrupted because that's the connection from nothingness to something. In order for the world to exist, for the miracle of existence to happen, there has to be a constant connection between I and Tiesh that has to happen on a constant, never-ending state. What we, when we say, however, we need Mesiris Nefesh is to add newness to the world, to add something totally outside, from outside the box, something totally a miracle, godly, great godly revelation, Torah, higher things into the world, for that you need to have a yichud pnimi of Chachmem Bina. A yichud pnimi of Chachmem Bina brings new neshamas into the world, brings new, new energy, new, new powers into the world that are not part of the system. That comes from this yichud. So that's the meaning, and, that's, and, it's, and who is it dependent on? On the yichud of these two mazolos. And also life and sustenance. If, remember the rule, if it's in a situation when a person came to the end of their life and you want to give them extra years, or has been decreed upon a person that he should be a, a pauper and they want to have a merit and suddenly become rich, that is dependent on this mazal, as we're going to see soon. And to understand all of this, Okay, now we're stepping out of the Kabbalah. So it's going to get easier and smoother and so forth. Almost, not yet. Okay, they love and Galzan to understand all of this. Tzarech love and Tchila. We first need to understand Piddush Ma'am The meaning of what to say, just say, Anal the lab is chusetalia. That it's not dependent in merit. V'loma davka hanach gimel. So why davka these three things? So now he says like this. There is a heichal. Now we, basically, when we speak about merit, where is all of our merits registered? Where, where, where is, who's, who's keeping count on the merits? So there's a special heichal above called the chamber of virtue. It's a, it's a special chamber above. It's a chamber of virtue. What's the idea of chamber of virtue? Is there, in that chamber is where all the virtue of all the good that everybody does is accumulated. And what do they do over there? They basically do the cheshpin of all the virtues that someone does. Now it seems like a wonderful, wonderful chamber. A chamber of virtue. Um, it's wonderful, but um, it's, it's, uh, it has the idea of, the, uh, the very notion of saying virtue means that there is a, you have to be virtuous. Which means things in that chamber are decided based on virtue. So it says that that chamber is in, in, in the highest world. Not an Atzilus, because Atzilus is already, he's going to ask the question, we're going to deal with it soon. Atzilus is already beyond the creation, it's infinite, it's ain't so, like it's already a world. 
that's in the highest world, in the Olam Abriya. In the world of Bria, that's the, the tippy top of creation, over there is where all the considerations of what's going to happen in the world, what's going to be, you know, what, what's happening, you know. Where, 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 who, who gets, who doesn't get, where, where. That's the, that's the office, the main, the main distributor. is Heichel Aschus. But it says it's, it's the fourth chamber. On top of that chamber is a Heichel called a Heichel of Chesed. On top of that chamber is a Heichel of Das. And the top of that chamber is a Heichel of Ratzon. Various Heicholes. There's a Heichel of Will. There's a Heichel of Das, knowledge. There's a Heichel of Chesed, of kindness. And finally, after those, comes the Heichel of Schus. The interesting thing is that Heichel's Chus is the Heichel of Gevura. Why? Because the whole idea of needing virtue is Gevura. Gevura says that what? There's no free lunch. If you deserve, you get. So that's what the Heichel Chus is all about. Who deserves to eat lunch today and who doesn't? So that's the Heichel of Chus. In Olam Abrit. In that Heichel, in the Heichel of Chus, which is really a Gevura de Heichel, sits a Beisdin. And they are the Beisdin of 72 spiritual entities. 72 judges. These are maybe super angels. They're there, or maybe they're not even angels, maybe they're Nishamas. These are the 72 angels that sit in the, uh, not 72, 72 Sanhedrin, that sit in the number of 72. Why is the number 72? Now generally we know that Sanhedrin is 70. A regular Sanhedrin. But here, the big Sanhedrin, the Supreme Court of the Jewish people that sat in the big Sanhedrin was 70. But here it's 72. But everything has to be the same. Over here too, there's also 72. Because when, when you learn Rambam, you learn about the Sanhedrin, you see there were 70 judges and there were two scribes. Like in, today in a court, you have those, what are they called? The scenario, those, those who write down everything that goes, who record, the people with the fastest fingers, who can record every, every, every bit of the conversation, they type of what's going on. So up there, there's also two cipher. 72. But why 72? Because 72 is Gematria Chesed. So what's so excited? Why am I so excited about it? Because even though it's, it's a Hechel of Gevura, even though it's a chamber of Gevura, the ones who are sitting in that chamber, and they, whenever they're judging, they are entities, they're very kind judges. Because initially they just want to judge with kindness. Yes, it's already, there is Gevura, it's based on, there has to be, there's no free lunch. But they have a very kind eye. They're very, very, they're very, very open to find as many merit. Yeah? They, 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 they're looking to find kindness and merit as much as they can. How can chesed sit in a, in a court of gvura? How can you have kind judges? So I'm going to share with you something from the Tzemach Tzadik, which is really Gishmak. In Shema, we have two parashios. The first two parashios of Shema. If you count how many words there are in the first parsha of Shema, you will find 40, 42 words. Membeis. There are 42 words in the first, in Vahafta. I don't think you count Baruch Shem, I'm not sure. I think Shema Yisrael, you count the words, 42. You count the words from Vahoya and Shemaya, you have 72. 
So we know, therefore, what's the difference between, we, there are two names of God. One is the name Shem Membeis, the name of 42, and there's also a name of God, the name of 72. What's the difference between them? The name of 42 is the name of Gevura, and the name of 72 is the name of Chesed, because Chesed is Gematria 42. Ches, 72. Chesed, Ches, Samach, Dalet is 72. So it comes out according to that. Vahoyayim Shemoya then is what? Kindness. And, and, Vahaftas Hashem Elokecha is what? F- 42. It's judgment. Gavura. But if you take a look and you read the Parshas, it doesn't seem like. The Parsha of Shema is full of love. And the parsha of Ahoyim Shemaya has got fear. You're not going to listen. Watch out. I'm going to stop raining. I'm going to close the heavens. I'm going to punish you. So how does it work? So in, in, in Arizal, and there's a very interesting idea. That Vahoyim Shemaya is the keli, the vessel, is the vessel of Gevura. But the energy that's in it is the energy of Chesed. Shema is the opposite. The vessel, the words, the vessel is the energy of, I'm sorry, the, 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 the vessel, the, the, the containers is the container of Gevura. But, no, the opposite. The, 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 the container is a container of Chesed. That's why the words are very kind words. But the energy that's in it is an energy of Gevura. It's usually, we know, in, the rule is usually in, in, in Kabbalah that the, the oil of chesed, the, the energy of chesed goes into the vessel of chesed. And the energy of gevura goes into the vessel of gevura. But there is a concept called cross, where they cross, and it's called achlifa dechtayu, they switch places. The energy of chesed flows into the kalim of gevura, and, and the energy of gevura flows into the kalim of chesed. There is a cross breed or some kind of thing. That's what it says, a concept. So, Vahayam Shemaya is what? Bear with me. Vahayam Shemaya is a keli of Gevura, but the energy that's in it is the energy of kindness. That's why it's, it's 72, it's, it has 72 words. That's the energy. So, Mamish the same like Vahayam Shemaya is this Heichal called Heichal of Schus. The Heichal is the Heichal of Gevura, as we're going to see in a moment. The Heichal of Schos, the chamber, is the chamber of Gevura. But the judges that are sitting in it are 72. Why 72? Because that's Gematria So they're mamish like Vahoyim Shemoya. And what is Vahoyim Shemoya talking about? Tit for tat. You're going to listen, you're going to get. You're not going to listen, you're not going to get. So that's mamish this idea. It, this is a judgment. This is the Vahoyim Shemoya chamber. Heichal of, Heichal of, of Schos. There is where they're looking. Did you listen? You're getting. You're not going to listen. You're not going to get. But where is this chamber? It's the chamber in Olam Habria, and it's the fourth chamber corresponding to the energy of Gevura. Let's read inside. So the heichal of merit or virtue. It's in the heichals of Olam Habria. Gevura. It's in the heichal of Gevura. Ki hadas because in the, pro, the previous Hecholois, which is one is called the Hechel of Ratzen, the other one is the Hechel of Das, and the other one is the, is the, is the, is the Hechel of Ches. It's interesting, does that mean that there's no Hechel of Chachma, there's no Hechel of Bina? Could be. Uh, it could be for whatever reason, the Hecholois don't have that. Shaboy lo yitochen adayin In those previous chambers, the energy is not an energy of judgment. 
Because in those chambers, higher than, than the chamber of virtue, in the upper, they're not considering over there, because over there it's all that. What's felt in those chambers is a powerful impetus from God, from God's energy to give and to give everybody. And to give just with, with such love and such kindness. Right? And that's why they want to give. Like you have people, they just want to give everybody all the time. Without any considerations. Could be that their neshamas come from these echales. With the other considerations are not. But then, below that, there is a hechal called kikulam aleim chasadim. Because they're all filled with chasad. Avo behechal gevura, but in the hechal of gevura, hainu inyan melech b'mishpat yamad aretz. Chas v'shalom. If there wouldn't be any gevura, if God would not, then the world would be a total jungle. Because then there wouldn't be any, any, any judgment and everybody would get away with murder and people would do whatever they want and there would be a corrupted world. So the Ebesh doesn't want that. So therefore he has to set the world up with like a king who sets law and order. This is the idea of the Beisden from above. Sanhedrin al-Yoinim, the supernal Sanhedrin. Hanekroim, they're called Eine Eda. They are called the eyes of the assembly. Hayoishim the Mishpat. They sit... In judgment, laden as kol oilamais, and they judge all the worlds. Vahaneshamais and neshamais, umalachim and angels. Liskois for merit, oilachayv or for guilt. Kafiya mishpat according to the judgment chul. Pidish. What does that mean? Kihine yeduah is known. The midas malchus datzilus. Who am ahava kol anevroa meayin leyesh. This idea that there is this that there is this based in, that decides so and so. So in order to understand this idea, he says, let's really go up a little higher. Say, where does creation really take place? Malchus of Atzilus is the one, the Shechina, Malchus, is what's creating all the creations, which is higher than Hechal HaBriya. Malchus is the creator of the world of Bria. And she creates all the worlds, may I and Liyash from nothing to something, Kamashakasav, like it says clearly, Rebiruach Piv Koltsevah. And with the breath of his mouth, which is the Shechina, Malchus, all the hosts, he creates, she creates everyone. Vihi, and she is midach reina shebatzilus. She is the last attribute of atzilus. Lahach ruach shefalim. And her business is to enliven the spirit of the lowly, balei gvul, to give life to the limited creatures of the world, ki as it is known. Fahainu eser mamorois. And the energy that's flowing from Malchus is contained in the ten utterances. God said, let there be a firmament. And like that, he created the heavens. This is the power of the maker of God that's in all creations and everything that is made. Because he said, and it came into being. As it is known. That everything in the world is sustained and brought into being through the combinations and configurations of letters. These are combinations of letters. That all creations were created through them. From non-existence to something. And now we need to understand. So it comes out, Malchus is the one that's creating in the world. And suddenly we're saying that below Malchus, in Olam Abriya, there is this court that they're the ones deciding. But hold it, isn't the judgment, isn't Malchus the creator and the sustainer? So basically, isn't the judgment on a level much higher than this, this based in? They're part of the creation. Malchus is already higher than that, deciding to create the world. And 
L'churas on Malchus, the giver of all life, is deciding who's going to live, who's going to die, who's going to get, who's not going to give. And here we're saying that the whole judgment is taking place in this chamber, which is part of creation that's judging. So that's what he's asking. Since this midah of melech b'mishpat, of the king of judgment, Yamid Oret, is already something related to Malchus, to the Shekhinah, Vidona as Kulam, and she's judging everybody. So the judgment is to God. And it's literally a lakus, much higher than the limitations of creation. So who is this based in, which are created beings, that we say that they're the deciders of everything that's going to happen, of all the virtue? How do we call it the heichal of Bria, if it's really shechina, if it's really malchus, if it's really the power of God above that's, that's, that's deciding? The idea is, so first of all, he says, to understand this, let's understand the, 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 the idea of mishpat as it's referring to malchus. Before we get to understand how it's referring to the lower heichal, the chamber of Bria, let's understand the idea of judgment as it's referring to malchus. What does that mean? When it says vahashem pakat, we learned over here, it means him and his based. The yiduat is known. This is what the vav of Hashem pakat, when it says, and Hashem remembered, loimar, shebezdinoi dahavaya pakat, that the bezdin of avaya, it says vahashem means, not that God remembered Sarah, the bezdin of Hashem remembered Sarah. So what does that mean, the bezdin of Hashem remembered Sarah? Vahainu midas malchus, the attribute of malchus. That's called, the real based in his first Malchus. Malchus is the power of judgment. V'loy Havaya atzmoy. Not Havaya himself. Shehu dechura. Because Havaya himself is referring to the masculine level of Hashem, the HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shekuloi chasadim. Over there he's full of kindness. And Hashem just wants to give endlessly. El Hashem Adna. When it says Vahashem, it's as if it would say Vaadna. And Aleph, Talit, Nun, Yud, Pakat, he remembered. This is what it says later, it's close in the Zohar, Kol pekidol in nukva. Whenever there is a pekida, it's to the feminine element. And the explanation of the matter is, you do it as known. An example of an analogy of a human king. The king rules with his, the word of the king is the, the ruler. Let's see, when the king... You know, we look today's days and we say, what's, what's really the, 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 the force in, in the United States? It's, the, it's Twitter, right? It's where, the, it's, where the, it's where the king is tweeting. He's tweeting all of, his, all of his ideas and all of his frustrations and all of his upsetness. It's always coming out in tweets. So what does that mean? It's what's coming out. It's the words. Obviously, you know, in the country that it, as we are standing right now, the country and the and the melech at least is 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 is, is, is being challenged in some in some levels in some circles and some whatever. Fine, but the idea is it's all happening on a level of dibor. The king issues decrees; it's in his speech. Now, what's going on in the king's heart that's behind behind the decree? Why the king is decreeing this decree? 
that we're not privy to. The people don't know what's happening in the king's heart. They don't know the emotions and the inner drives and the inner reasonings and the inner forces in the deep soul of, in the, in the depth of the soul of the king of why he's prompting him to say such and such or decree such and such or make something like this. They, however, so what does that mean? The main ruler of the king, that's the deep word. But the deeper emotion that's in his heart, that's the source of the speech, it's hidden and concealed, and it's not revealed. Even though it's the true, even though it's the real source for this commandment, if for kindness, or if the king is being harsh, can you do it? So it's really dependent on what's going on as a heart. Is he in a loving mood or is he in a very disciplining mood or whatever? However, shame Adna The name of Adna of the Mida of Malchus of Atzilus. Who This is the supernal speech. Who that is That's called the Beisdin. Because that's the one, just like a base that gives out the edict and executes what's going to be. It's all based on the court saying so and so. So Malchus, which is the executor, the dibur, the speech, the one that's bringing the verdict out from HaKadosh Baruch that's higher. See, the emotions, that's not, we don't know what's happening in the emotions. When we hear the speech, when we hear the decree, so then we know what's going on. And this is the one, umetzavali is kach v'kach. And this is the one that commands that it should be so and so. Like it says, God's Elohim said. It's not Havaya, it's Elohim. It's Malchus that says, it's the Amira. When the Mida of Atsilos comes into the supernal speech, so what he's saying is like this as long as there is an emotion brewing, within God, let's say God is upset about something, and there is an emotion with him that he wants to, but he's still deliberating and he didn't put it into speech, it's possible that it will change. Because an emotion could be countered with, a, with, a, with, a, with an opposing emotion, with an opposing feeling. But once it was came in, the, he said, once the king said, he issued already. Speech, like we know, even by us, once we say something, we can't pull it back. The, is the same thing. Once it was signed, can't pull it back. So Malchus is the executor. Once it exits God's mouth, so it is too late. Because once something has been signed with the signet of the king, once it was already sent off into letters, the Yud Mamaris of the ten utterances, you can't change it anymore. It's fixed. Because the creation is created based on these words. Once it's been set, so it is. When, they, when it's still higher in the Midas, it's filled with compassion. It's still able to change completely. God can be very upset, and Noyach, for instance, offers karbonos, and in God's heart, there's a complete change of emotion and feeling, and Hashem is full of kindness for the world. And therefore, Pekida means Vayafkeid. The king appoints, the king. Every zechira remembrances the chura. 
Omnam Masha Yedaber Amelech, what the king speaks, Umetzave, and he commands, Leo's Kach should be so, Veloy Kach and not so, Hinai be Mishpat Tzedek Kol Imre Piv. With the Mishpat of Tzedek is all the words of his mouth, the Ainu Shebetchile, oh, oh, but here's what he's saying. Okay, so the king, here, here, this, this, is, this is the point. So the king now is, is, del, is deliberating this way or that way. And once he executes it with his mouth, it's what? It's a done deal. It can't change. If Hashem said it, it, it has to be done. Now the question, however, is when the king is deliberating, how does he, how does he deliberate? So he, the king himself doesn't always decide things on his own. He sends it off to his court, to his judges. And he lets them debate it. They will come back to him and give, give him their, they'll give the king their, um, their, uh, their um, conclusion, the way they see it. And once they pass it to the king and they give the king their conclusion, what is the king going to do? What is the king going to do when he receives their their, uh, their, their conclusion. Then, then if he likes it, he will agree with them and he will issue the verdict. So as he says, The king is going to send it to the, the judges. When he didn't know what to do with Vashti, he handed it over and he asked his, his advisors what they think. According to the way they will decide, so the king will decide via Tzavah. So now I'll understand, this is the idea of the Beisdin of Avaya Vatsilas. Who are Mishpat Atzmoy is the judge itself, What he's saying is like this. When the Eibishter, the Ze'er Anpin, higher than Malchus, wants to decide something, he gives it into the deliberation of the Chabad of Malchus, the Chabad of Shechina. That higher than Chabad of Shechina, God is just overwhelmed with powerful desire to give life and to give everything. But once it goes into the deliberating head of his attribute of kingship, and as a king, he has to have law and order. So in the mind of him being a king is where he deliberates. And therefore, this is all in the Hechal of Gevura. But he's basically saying that when we're saying before it's in the chamber of Gevura, first we needed to understand that it's not the chamber of Gevura in the world of Bria, it's the chamber of Gevura that's still in Malchus. That means it's in the disciplining desire, in the area within the king's mind to, be a, to have law and order. It's in that part of the king's brain, so to speak. In kindness, but he won't need to bring it Over there, he doesn't consider anything. You can have all the, you can bring me all the criminal uh, activity of so and so. But if I really love and I want to give, I don't consider all of that. On all sins, love covers. So therefore, it has to be sent to the gevura element of malchus, and over there, it's delivered. But problem is that while it's happening in the deliberation elements of the Shechina, of the Chabad of Shechina, and especially in the Hegel of Gevura, in the world of Shechina, it's still higher than the world. You're dealing with in Ein Sof. It's still... So therefore the Eberster sends the deliberation down to take place in the Hegel of creation. 
in the Hechel of Bria. So that's what he says. This that we say that it's sent to the supernal Sanhedrin. In other words, it's not just being sent into the deliberating element within Shechina itself. Shechina passes it down to a lower court. Shechina is already called a court. The deliberating factors in Malchus of Atzilas is already called a court. Now it's being sent down to even a lower court. Oid. Into a keli where the Sanhedrin can sit. These are the heichals of Bria. What he seems to be saying over here is that the deliberating factor himself, the judge himself, is the Shechina himself. When we said before those 72 judges, that's an extension of Shechina, of Malchus. That's, it's in the... But why does it have to happen in the in the in the why does it have to happen in the chamber of Olam Abriya? It seems like because it in order for it to be a judgment in regards to creation elements, in order for it to be a judgment in worldly things and not be uh, a deliberation totally transcendent and infinite, but in order to be relating to worldly affairs, it has to take place in in within the world. So the courthouse has to be within the world. But who is deliberating? It seems like, from what he's saying over here, that it's, it's, not, it's not like I said earlier, it's not angels or neshamas. It's the Sanhedrin Atzmam, the Sanhedrin themselves, Mibchenes HaAtzilus, are from Atzilus, they're the Sanhedrin, so they have to have brains. They're from the Chabad, from the Chachma Bin Adas of Malchus Canal. Similar to what it is known, the Chabad Mekana Nobabria. That we find such an idea that the Chabad of Atsilus resides in Bria. So it's happening in Bria, but it's really a consideration in happening from Chabad of Malchus of Atsilus. But again, why only in Malchus? Because higher than Malchus, it's full of chesed, full of kindness. Over there, he doesn't even want to consider. But in the attribute of Malchus, over there, he's considering in Shechina. But where is it actually, the deliberations taking place? In the courthouse. Where is the courthouse? In Olam Habriya. And after it has been decided over there, Yushlach, their opinion is going to be sent, to the supernal speech, back up to Malchus, to command with the power of the godly command, that things should be so and not so. In other words, it has to go back, because ultimately, who's the one who makes the, hands out the verdict? The actual speech of Shechina that decides. So there's the deliberating factor of the Chabad, where you're delivering, deciding so and so. They come up with, based on the virtue, and that's called Heichal of what should be. And based on that, God runs the affairs of everything happening in the world on regular basis. All of this is not when we need to get something higher. That's a whole different story as we're going to see soon. Every hashpa, from nothing to something, from atzilus to the worlds of Bri, Yatsir, and Asiya, the whole protean and all the specifics, lahashpil, who is going to be lowered down, laharem, and who's going to be elevated, al malche adama, on the kings of this world, who's going to win the election? Collusion, shmalusion, this, that. God is the one who decides who's going to win the collection. God is going to decide which country is going to become powerful, which country is going to be defeated. 
as it is known, when is this mainly taking place on Rosh Hashanah? When we all pass before him, like sheep, but Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, then in the world of Malchus, Hashem deliberates in the Chabad of Malchus, all the creatures, even a plant, which tree is going to live and which tree is going to die, which insect is going to live and who's going to die. Of the three worlds of Briyatzira, Bemidas Malchus and the Midas Malchus, like it says, Hayoim Hara Soilam, Tahainu Shanimshech Lehem Chayus Veshefa, Chayus and Shefa Mahakoyach Eloki, from the godly power Sheba Adoin Kolo Oretz and the master of the whole world, Leshesa Yoim, for 365 days, he allocates, decides who is getting what. And also all the specifics of their needs. B'mazoin in food, the parnasa and parnasa. V'heimachayim v'kayomim kol ashana. And they live and they're sustained all year long. M'pikidas adna. From the pikida. From the, this is called pikida. Pikida is when the verdict is handed out. From who? From Aleph Talad Nun Yud, which is the Shechina, Beroish Hashana, Roish Hashana, Shetziva, who commands Beruach Piv with the breath of his mouth, Lahachyois Ruach Shafalim, to enliven the spirit of the lowly, Me'ayan Layesh, from nothing to something, to give him life, sustenance, health, everything that you have. Vezerho Yoapi Amishpat Elyon Betchila, Miyasparnes Bedoicheik, Umi Berevach. And this is all based on the supernal judgment above, which happened before that there was a deliberation. Before God commanded on Rosh Hashanah, which that's what we've been working on, the whole month of Elul and all of Rosh Hashanah, Tulni Elav Yom Kippur, we're trying to affect the deliberation that the Abishta should deliberate in, to our favor. Me, Yisparnas who's going to get Parnas in a very, very, very challenged way? And who's going to have abundance? Who's going to be lowered? And who's going to be elevated? Based on the judgment that is, it is set aside, and it is measured, from the beginning, all the divine Ashpah, how much will come? And then the actual executor from nothing to something is through the Hashem's mouth. And that is a din and a judgment. That's what we said before. Who obeys dinai? Because it's a big tzimtzum compared to God Himself. Because the the emotions of Hashem Himself, the levels that are higher than Malchus, want to gush in infinite giving to everybody for everything. It just wants to flow, overflow everywhere. But Malchus is the one who knows she has to run the, the world with law and order, and you can't just give everybody, and that's the deliberation that's taking place in the Chabad of Malchus, in the Hechal of Gevura, which means in that realm of when, because in a king himself, there are times when the king is so happy-go-lucky, and they're not in the mood of being judging. So it has to take place in the Hechal of Gevura, within the Chabad of there. That's where it takes place. And somehow it's happening also in the chamber of, 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 of Bria, because it has to be limited more down into creation. And again, it's not such a clear explanation of why that is. And Lagaba Midas Ashratios Keniskalos. This will understand this that we said earlier. But here is where he's going to start saying what. But what happens, Chas Shalom, if what? If someone is already decreed upon that they can't have any children? What happens if it's already set based on the way God set up the world and the style of creation? 
It, it's, it's said. This is a person who's supposed to live their life without children. This is a person who's supposed to live their life without parnasa. It says when Hashem created the world, Hashem said there has to be rich people, there has to be poor people, so there should be tzedakah. That's it. Those who are going to be rich, those going to be poor. And what happens if someone wants to change that? So that's what he's coming to right now. She's the real mashpiyah. With the combinations of letters. The mishpat and the judgment to contract this person's shefa. Or to give a lot. They first come down into the hecholas of Bria. This is what Chazal says, with a based in it. It's not only his food, it's everything in his life, all year. So why did Chazal say, that, that, that children and life and sustenance are not dependent on merit, they're dependent on mazel. Who the idea is the BMS in truth. Hagam shemidas malchus datzilus umepchenas ha'ores orin soiv. Even though malchus datzilus is still one of the spheroids, and if it's one of the spheroids, it's still one one with God. So therefore, it's a ray of the ein sof. Bepchenas atzilus of atzilus kiddu as it is known, and therefore malchus should also have infinite power. Im kolze. Nevertheless, it's not so. In the Yidu it is known, Shinekras, Peshem, Mispar, Vecheshbet. Malchus is called, still called Mispar. Mispar means numbered. Numbered, now we can only say, apply numbers to something that's finite. Something that's, that's completely ain't soft, there's no number. In ain't soft, there's no numbers. Because there's nothing to divide it, right? To be in numbers. Shem Mispar, Vecheshbet, Kumashikasa, like it says, Einecha, your eyes, Berechais, Pecheshbet, are in, Berechais, Pecheshbet, are in the, are in the, uh, Berechas means a pool, becheshben in, 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 in the. So it says it's that the Abish's eyes are looking down on Malchus. Malchus is called Cheshben. Even though on her own, Malchus really. Meaning the Koach Hadibor, the way he explained in a minute. A person has a power to speak. Now, the power of speech, even in a human being, is really an infinite power. Because the power of speech, you can, you, you can talk and 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 talk, ain't so. You don't even get tired. A person can really, I mean, you get tired because you, as a human, you get tired. You have to fall asleep. But the, the speech itself is not tiring someone. Speech itself allows for continuous, continuous talk. Now, but still, why do we only have limited words? Because we're only in a body for a limited time. But hypothetically, if the neshama would be in the body forever, it could speak forever. The power of speech, be'etzem, is an infinite power. Yet, there's something that limits it. And it's a problem if this nothing that limits it. Then the person just doesn't stop talking. But if there is, if there is what's it called again, a power that limits it, so what's the power that limits it? The power of will. A person decides that I want to talk and now I want to be quiet. I don't want to say. So even though Malchus essentially, because it's a power of God, it's a power of Einsov, and therefore it can speak in, but yet the Hashpa coming through Malchus, which is through the divine Dibur, is only... Is, is, is with a limit. Why? Because the Abishta's rot zone is to limit the speech, to create a limited world and a finite world. So mitzad, the Indian of Malchus itself, there can be ain't self-speech. And the worlds can have infinite hashba. But because the Abishta doesn't want, he wants to have a finite world, he limits Malchus to function in a limited way. 
אבל שאין זה מצד עצמו, אבל כך הושפלה וירדה, שהיא הייתה לוורדאון ליוס רויש לשואלם, to be the head of foxes, במידה או גבול, to operate within a, within a finite framework. וביר הדבר, and explains it as follows. ליוס כי באמס עיקר השפעה למעיין לישו מן הדיבור. The real hashpah to create from nothing to something all worlds is from speech. But speech also has a limitation and a hefzik. And as he says, Not because speech itself cannot go on talking and talking and talking. No, Malchus can speak forever. Just like even a human being can technically speak forever. But there is a controlling factor, there is the, the, the desire of the speaker who, as it says in Kehalas, Eis l'daber ve'eis l'achshos. It's a time to speak and a time to be silent. Shalo yachpitz b'levav ha'yoyser. He doesn't want to communicate more. He wants to be silent. V'al-derech mashal zeh yuvin sh'amidas malchaz datzilas. Midas of malchaz. Hudibur ha'elyon b'ruach piv. It's the supernal speech with the breath of his mouth. Mishavim kol anevroim. It creates all the creations. Be'ezchat shosachayas. And not only does it create the creations, but there is enough energy there to give everybody breakfast, lunch, and dinner, to give everybody children, to, give it, to feed the entire 8 billion people on the planet, to give everybody enough. There's enough energy in Malchus. Umazan b'chol shana v'shana every year to sustain everybody for the whole year. Ach, in gam b'mid mahava, nitin kitzvah. A kitzvah is placed, a limit is placed how much of her infinite power should be released in actuality? In actuality, her infinite power is not exercised to its full infinity, but it comes in a measured way. And it's based not on Malchus, it's based on something much higher, on the Ratzon of the emanator himself who emanated the spheros. It's like a person's speech is controlled by the will of the person that's higher than the speech. So, like he says, so there's two th- things that are happening over here. There's two things. And that's what he's going to say over here in the parentheses. There's two tzimtzumim, there's two limiting powers. One limiting power is the deliberations that are happening in the Beisden, in the court. Well, let's say the king already wants to give. He's already decided he's giving so and so, yet now he's going to give it over to his judges to decide exactly where it's going to go. You're going to get, you're not. But that's one deliberation. Where they limit the hashpah because they tell the king, don't just give, whatever. this is what you're going to give. But then there is something else that is even deeper. Somebody controlling the king himself, it's like a power that controls the king. In which even if, and that is, that doesn't allow there to be a, a let's just understand, like, so then, like, how does that play itself out? It's a little hard to understand. Bepoyal mamish, what does this mean? There is the Indian that the Shekhinah has allocated, she wants to give energy to the world, but it's decided based on the, based in on Rosh Hashanah, like we spoke earlier. So let's read inside the next passage and see what he means over here. Look. In addition to the Tzimtzum, that's in the literal Ashpah, based on the judgment of the Sanhedrin, in other words, Malchus has the koach to give, yet the based in the court might say, don't give this person, or limit, give this person less than you gave them last year, chas right, God forbid. Let's say the opposite. They should say, you know, they, they deserve an increase. Give them more. Okay. 
the, the, the hazard, the judgment comes and says, give them less. But here we're talking about a different symptom. The Abishter himself, God limits the entire power of the king himself, that the king does not have an infinite power. There's a different, um, there is a symptom. Now, even though Mitzad, the power of Malchus, Mitzad, its power of speech, it should have infinite power, the willer, the will, which is the, which is God, which is the, the ain't self himself, limits the power of Malchus to a certain limit. Even though Mitzad, based on the Ratzon of the emanator, who Tzimtzum Bekoyach, it's a much deeper symptom in the sense that it's not just a symptom of contraction on the actual on the actual hashpa. It's a symptom that on the potential of hashpa. The loit symptom and not just a symptom in the actuality of it. So what does this mean? In other words, there's a symptom and there is money, but I'm not giving it to you. There's another type of a symptom that the mashpia doesn't even have the koyach to give it. He doesn't even have it. He doesn't even have it. The Shekhinah doesn't even have the energy. It's a different kind of a symptom. And he adds, um, he adds a little more in the next piece, maybe to clarify this, because I want to discuss it, but I want to add a little bit more in the next piece. For Atta Yuvan Inyan Maimer Anal, now we'll understand the Maimer. The Bonachaya Mezoyna That children and, 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 and life, holding in the last paragraph in the second page. Uh, is not dependent on merit. Why? are set to every person. That means that symptom is not only from the based in and onward. He's saying something very powerful over here. The contraction, sometimes you have to realize what the limitation is. If the limitation of why the person does not have parnasa, if the limitation of why the person doesn't have children or whatever it is, is because of the based in having decided, based on the person's virtues, that they don't deserve it, or they didn't do enough mitzvahs or whatever it is, and that's why they should have limitations, in, then you add more virtue, and you'll get a different verdict next year, Rosh Hashanah. It will change. Because the, 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 the limitation is not be'etzem. The limitation is only based on your behavior. But he's saying here something deeper. Sometimes there is the essential design of the cosmos on a much deeper scale. On the essential design of the way when God mapped out creation based on everybody's job. You're not supposed to have this because it doesn't even belong to your realm. It's not within your scope of your existence. Not because you're not now you're not doing your job, I'm not gonna give you. Ah, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's like people working for someone. And the more you work and the better you are, you get more, more, I'll give you more to work with. I'll give you more money to buy more schaira, to buy more things, because I can invest in you more, because you're doing better. So then the guy, that will depend. You'll do better. One year your 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 like your sales were like unbelievable. This guy was like the main salesman in the company. So the guy is going to open up for him more access, give him more, invest in him, give him more, give him a hire, give him, supply him with more support, give him a secretary, another one, an office, or this, or that, whatever he needs, because he knows he's getting more. That depends. But you're, you're already hired in doing this job. 
But then there is a different person who's in a completely different field. Their job is accounting. This one is accounts receivable. This one is account payable. This one's job is to do this. This is the salesman. This is the person. Now what happens if what if you want to get something that's not in your department? So here it's not a question merit or non-merit. Here the question is you want to change the entire rewiring of the person's desire who hired you in the beginning to set you with a complete different mission, with a complete different thing. Oh, from that you can't go to the the deliberation, you can't go to the company's, the company's council that's going to deliver, that's going to de- deliberate the particulars of virtue of how each person did and based on that get. This you have to get to the very CEO himself or to the very, right, the very, very, very beginning. And from there you can kind of make that change. That's the idea that he's saying over here. There are people that for whatever reason their soul's mission in this world was never meant to be, to, 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 to have children was never meant to have, or their union in this world was never to have money so they can give tzedakah. Their union was, they, they, they were supplying the world with the idea of need, being the needy one who needs to get tzedakah. That's their union. Sadly, good, fine, they have other things. This union is not for them. It's not, if they want to change in something like this, it's not something that has to do with the Beisdin. It has to do with an Indian much higher. And that's what he seems to be saying over here. Look over here. The Mazoin and the Chayos are set to every creation. Even in the first initial Koach HaPoel, which is the power, which is in the Shechina, over there too, the way Yankel exists in the Shechina, meaning even at the very Shechina level, there is also a limitation. Because even in Atzilus, Yarda Inyan Hamida Hugvul has descended the idea of Mida measurement to Gvul. It's the Tzimtzum, not just an actuality, it's the Tzimtzum at the very Koach level, at the very power level. It's like the power of the hand. It's like you say, like this a person has a power to do, right? So I, you can come to me, and you can ask me, what? I have a water bottle over here, okay? And you want water. So I can say, you know what? Yeah, you're a nice person. I'll give you some water. Yeah, you, yeah I'm not giving you water. Go, go get yourself your own water. All right? Yeah, you all give. Oh, I have a koach. Now what happens if you ask me to throw you the ball like the Dodgers pitchers or whatever, or whatever the Astros, whoever they were, uh, threw the ball at 99 miles per hour? You're asking me to throw the ball to you. I can't do that because my hand, it has nothing to do with me wanting or not wanting. I don't have the koach to throw a ball like that. It's not within me. I don't have that power. So that's what he's saying. There is a tzimtzum koach hayad. There is a, the essential tzimtzum in the koach of how much koach there is in this hand and how much not. So here's a tzimtzum. I have the power. I'm just, I'm not giving. Here I don't have the power. My hand can't do that kind of a job. And it's all because of the rotson of the initial designer of everything. He does not want to give into the into Malchus in his last midah. This is the initial design of creation. It's based on initial mapping out the entire. God kind of maps out the entire need of who he needs in which place in the world for the sake 
of the, of the birurim, of the refinement process that every neshama has to do. So you get exactly what you need in terms of your wife, your children, your family, your spouse. Everything that you need in accordance to your job in the world and what your birurim are, that is set on a level much higher than malchus. The power of your, your space within this world and this process of purification of the Eitzadas Torah, which is the general, the general, um, 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 we might say, the general uh, 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 point of everybody, of all of us in this world. Based on the manner in which things broke and your place in fixing the mess, we're all busy cleaning the mess, everybody's job, the and then he gives an example. So we turned over to page number three. had 15 years added to his life. This addition to his life. Initially based on the way God put the way the Abishter had initially planted Yechezkiyo HaMelech in this world for his job mission, he wasn't supposed to live these extra 15 years. That initially was measured out in the Midah of Malchus, that your days are formed, and he didn't have it. So it comes out the additional life that was added on the measure of it's not dependent it's not dependent on the, on the, in the chamber of merit, shel ha-sanhedrin el in the supernal Sanhedrin canal. That we should say that if you will do more merit, you're going to achieve it. Shahagam shehem even if they will already judge and say that you should, that you deserve it. And that you're worthy to be living another 15 years. You pretty much did a lot with your life for, for the last, whatever, uh, 60 years, so you deserve another 15, 75 years, or you've done very well with your last 75, you deserve another 15 years to 90, or whatever the age should be. But mehechen, he says, even if they do that, mehechen yenasa shefazu, from where, is, from where will it be given if Malchus doesn't even have it? Shemashpia loy bepoil, that he's giving it, ma'acha she'ena tesfav shanem bekoyach klau. As we said before, you're, you're not within, the, 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 it didn't exist within the entire whatever sketch that the Abishter initially sketches everybody's job in, in, in his creation it's not sketched out You're not, it's not part of you it's nothing to do with your performance what should the king how should the king decide this it's not in the koyach of the king it's in the koyach of something much deeper than, what, than, than the level called king it's based on the rotsen of the emanator Far preceding the idea of king and subject. So now we'll understand the idea of, that even after you had Vashem Pakadasara, even after you had Malchus deciding, you know what, Sarah, you really prayed, you did so many mitzvahs, you were so such a such a special, such a special lady, such so much goodness, so you deserve to have a child. It wasn't up to Malchus. It needed Vayas Havaya, which is Again, the Pasuk says, Vashem Pakadesara, that's Malchus. Then after that, Vayas Havaya, Havaya is referring it to already the power of Keser, as we're going to see soon, that that is what did Lusara Bain and get her a child. 
The Beisden was maskim she'el noiled l'sara ben zacher that for Sarah should be given a ben zacher. Ach mehech and ye koyach le'Beisden elyon the shem adna. Where is the 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 elyon of shem adna lashpi aloy haladazu to give her this birth? Ma'achar shakach ola b'machshavas hamatzil. It had initially when God designed and 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 developed creation, He created it she'ain l'sara ben zacher that she doesn't have a male son. Why? For a secret reason that only God knows. <laughs> the Tzemach Tzedek says the secret reason is that she shouldn't have a child so that she should beg and she should get the child from the impossible. But, okay, from a, from a brain. Im came, like it says, it, Sarah was so outside of the range of having children, she wasn't supposed, supposed to have a child. And part of, the, part of the, the idea that she wasn't supposed to have a child wasn't that she didn't have children with Poyal. She didn't even have a womb. She was missing a womb. She didn't have a womb. That's what Ein Lavlan. She didn't have a filo base rechem that says she didn't have. So she couldn't have a child. That's it. It was impossible. She would go to the doctor and say, you're never having a baby. It's impossible. Finished. Im came. Gam bekoyach amidah shalom malchus. Even in the power of midah malchus, Ein sham lesara pain. Sarah doesn't have a child. Umau v'ashem pakat. So why does it say v'ashem pakat? Acha in yenuda. It is the lab is chusatalia. It's not dependent on schus. El b'mazi atalia. It's dependent on mazi. Obir adover yuven aderech mashal will be understood. Min dayone amelech anal from the judges of the king. Yesh beis mina mishpat. So, oh, but now let's understand something. So now we're going to say that what that we sent it up to where that this is dependent on much higher level. You have to send it up to the original designer to him for him to redesign the entire plan of creation. But if that's the case, so why, then Malchus doesn't play at all a role. Only Kesser plays a role over here. So why do you have to have Hashem Pakadasar? So then he gives an interesting example. And that is, even though in certain things it's not enough, the, ju- the judges in a, in a court, the, 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 the Supreme Court can't decide. See, the, basically, I'm going to give you the example right now. He says something like this. Once a king, let's say, for instance, has issued forth whatever his his program for the year, and he gives the money, and so on and so forth. Now already, the allocation is going to be decided based on his courts. They're going to decide. And for most things, they don't have to, they don't have to get the king's stamp. They, they themselves have authority to stamp. You know, the treasurer or whatever it is can put his stamp on it and can send checks. Whatever. They have it in every, in every government. The control of the California, Java can, um, whatever, the one who's in charge of this can, can stamp can give his signature and they can send the checks and they can give the money for whatever, for whatever program it is that's given. You don't have to always go back to the king or to the president to stamp every check. He does, the president doesn't stamp every government check that's coming. The government has its power and it can do so and so. But then there are certain big things which they don't have power on. Yet, they're going to make a suggestion. They make a suggestion that they think so and so should be done. They send it up to the king and then the king or the whatever it is the president gives what they need his askama and he will most of the time consider what they're saying and if they tell him yeah yeah he'll go with it but if you don't have initially their 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 consent then it's not even going to end up going to him and that's what he's basically going to explain over here kasser is not an open thing that everybody can go there because if everybody can go there then everybody can have a free lunch and then the whole the whole inyan of malchus gets completely bypassed and then the world of chasvashalm is a jungle so you can't just have access to Kesar. Malchus has to send the petition up to Kesar, which means the Beisden has to. So you need to have both. Vashem Pakadasara, that's number one. Once they decided it is, so now you're sending it up to the higher-ups to get, to get something executed that's totally beyond the control of Malchus.
But there has to be, that's the Indian that we're going to discuss now. Let's do it very quickly. He says, Yesh beiz mine mishpat. There are two types of cases. Ha'echad, one type of judgment, Masha yishpetuheim besichlam. This which they judge with their intellect. It's already given to them the power of, and permission from the, from the king. That they were given the ability to do. This that they judge. They don't have to ask anything from the king. They have power. They can put their signature in Gefar and Gegang and it's all done. And the second one, That are very precious in the eyes of the king. Either that these are very, these are things which you don't give to anybody. They're very, very precious. And if you're going to give this, this you really have to ask permission. You don't just give. Number one. Or you're asking for something that's a total new, a new thing that was never done before. If you're asking for something that's totally out of the ordinary, then you need to get permission of the king. He doesn't let them put their signature in the actual. They have to get his askama first. Then the king is the one will give will give will give permission. According to the judgment that they judged. And after they give, they make the mishpat and they decide. They don't have the power at all to do anything. They have to send it to the king. He will give his askama. And then it's going to be done in the literal sense. Based on this, we'll understand the three things that we spoke about before. In a situation of children, life, and sustenance, when when it's not the regular life or the regular children or the regular parnasa, but we're looking for some major change in a person's... Uh, what you say is when you want something that's not part of your destiny. There is your destiny and this is outside of your destiny. Uh, which is on something additional from what Malchus is generally giving that's called the Beisdin Canal. Now again, Malchus... Shechina, even though Malchus is over here king, Malchus is only called the Beisdin, to Havaya, who is the king himself. So, the, 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 the Beisdin cannot do it, from where should they take it? It's not in their control. They don't have the power in this. After they, they pass in the din, they will send the Yalu and they will lift it up. And they will bring the Dvar Mishpat Elha, they will bring it through the true Makor, Makor, the call on Etzalim, the source of all the emanations. This is called the mazel of Erech Anpin. Erech Anpin is Keser. Who are Ratzan Hamatzan? That's Ratzan. Remember, we said before that the, one of the mazolos is 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 um, Noitzer, which Noitzer means Ratzon. The Ratzon that that where God desires all the way God the the ain't Sof desires all of creation. Ratzan Hanikra Keser Datzilus Kiyudu, as it is known. and this is the meaning. The Lab is Chuscha the Hechalas Chus Talia. It's not dependent in the Chus. Of Hechel of Schus, Pidish Talia Paulus Ashefa Mamish, the actual doing. In other words, they're, they're of course part of the consideration, but they can't execute it. 
This will answer the question Toysfus asks on the Gemara. I mean, everybody asks the Gemara, says these things are not dependent. So Toysfus asks the question, what are you talking about? The Pasuk says Beferish. In many places, there's a Pasuk in Parshish Meshpatim where it says, that you will serve God your God he will bless your bread and your water and then he goes on to give you there won't be any akara you won't have any, any barren woman all the brachas and it's dependent on what clearly dependent on observance of mitzvahs the answer is in addition to approval from the Beisden which is based on your virtue you need to still have a mazel that the Eberster will, will give you the go ahead and that is a mazel. <laughs> they, 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 they can petition. They can ask. That's dependent on something higher. The Pasik doesn't say that. But that's, the, that's what I'm saying. So that's where the Chachamim come along and tell you that there is a Nyanim that, are, that need to be there as well. And now we need to understand. How is it dependent in mazel? The hine yesh lohavin. We need to understand. Ma'achar she inyan amazol is the erech anpin yedua. Since the inyan of mazel of erech anpin is known, shuubchenas hakesser shalamaylam achochma, which is the kesser that's higher than chochma. Vahaynu lamaylam esederish talshalos. In other words, basically, until you get the kesser, until you get the kesser, until you get the kesser, as high as you go you're still within the program. You haven't exited the program. In order to tweak the program and to change something in the world, you have to get to the map, the one who mapped out the map. You can't get to the, you can't consult the map. You have to get to the one who designed the design. So you have to get higher than the entire original. Chachma is already an original idea that has already, that, 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 that conceives creation. It's the germ of the idea of how creation should look based on the Ebishtiz Chachma. Bina fleshes it out, the emotions develop it, finally it gets firmly fermented in Malchus. But Chachma initially is what gives that, Chachma is what initially gives that initial seed, the initial, um, the initial seed, the initial idea. So from Chachma you can't change anything. Where do you have to go? You have to go to the, the pure will of God that's higher than Chachma. And from there, uh, Try to receive a change. But he's asking. So, but if it's higher than Ishtalshalus, that means it's a place where there's no where where there's no there's no adaptation yet to the creation, and that means that the energy over there is infinite and boundless. So why do we see Shagam Not everybody zaycha to the mazal. This person has atzlacha with the supernal mazel. And he has a miraculous birth. You have something as a person, you know, a miracle happened to that person, he wasn't worthy. Or, he says, why do we see? So there must be something that a Rebbe can see. He can see someone who, did, who based on his Midas HaMalchus connection, which based on the, on, the, on the way his soul is wired, he shouldn't have had children, and yet he has a child. And then we have other people who taka, were not wired to have the child, or not wired to have Parnassah, or whatever it is, and yet they don't have it. So if there's a place of Mazel, which is totally beyond all considerations, why doesn't everybody get from there? 
And this one will not, and the mazel will not shine in it. Isn't mazel ha-shefa built in mido gvul klal? Doesn't have any measure at all, l'roi, or l'shein l'roi, to worthy or the one not worthy, kidu as it is known. Ach-e-in-yen-hu, the idea is, the be'emes, in truth, mitzad atzmus p'chines mazolo, is the erech anpin. If we would allow the lights of the energy of the mazel to flow without any filtration, then it would then it would be mispashed. In other words, there would be a a a a a a a a a miraculous flow of energy to every person. equal because on there the God is totally beyond the considerations of deserving or not deserving. It's beyond all reason. Vatam Over there, there's just a pure desire to give endlessly. The Abish to set it up that the Malchus, that these Mazolois are not on their own flowing down into Malchus. Instead, Malchus from below has to trigger it. Malchus needs to call it down. It's the Bezin Shalmaila. They're the ones who should bring it up. As we said before. And they're judging based on virtue. If for merit. In other words, even when you need a miracle, I'm saying, even when a miracle is, even when we're calling it a miracle into play, we're still judging if, if, if we should petition for a miracle. And once it's decided to petition for a miracle, then you're going to reach, and a miracle is coming from a place where there's no cheshbonus. But in order for that to be called in, that's why this changes. This person is fitting for something extraordinary to happen to him. If they merit, if they judge him for merit, then the, the merit will come with the rotten of the mazel. And what's going to happen is, the Shekhinah is going to get an extra infusion, bonus energy that the Shekhinah didn't have to give this person. In other words, the sh- from Malchus, they're going to send up, as we said before, Shekhinah doesn't have that power because based on the initial design, it's not there. But now that Shekhinah petitioned, they will give the Shekhinah the extra power to give something that the Shekhinah on its own it didn't have. That Vashem was able to remember Sarah, but Ben able to give her a child. Similar to this is by Rabbi Lazar ben Pedas. Shaya Oni Godali was a very poor man. He lived in poverty. When he wanted to become rich, he said to him, Do you want the whole world to be turned over? Basically, again, I didn't check up the story and I want to check it up. It's a Gemara Masechtas Tainas that there was something that happened where he wanted a change and he told him that if you want this to happen, then you're turning over the whole world. Which I have to check up. Pinish, but and I'll see in a minute. Malchus is called the world. Shine in it, according to the Mishma. And when there needs to be something new, new, Mayor Bal Hamazolois, the owner of the Mazals, Beseder Acher can shine into Malchus with a different Seder. The Dial is enough to those who understand. We're going to take 
a little break now, and we're going to finish this. No, it's not a, it's a very, it goes very gishmak and very gishmirt. Bez Hashem will finish it soon. Another, I would say, another 40 minutes to finish the, uh, to finish the Inyan. But this is the, mainly the gist of it, as we learned how this works.
I'm just trying to catch the ladies up, because the men learned this already. Good child. Huh? What's your question? Waiting for you. Okay. Shoresh Advarim and the and the root of the matter. Yuvin al piyah yadum avuba makamachar is known and explained somewhere else. So yes, yud gimel tikun tikune diukna. There are thirteen tikunim of the beard. Shemayzolus the erech ampa, which are the mazel. Averech ampem gamba malchus, also a malchus. V'dayla maven. What does that mean? V'hinei lahoven hate of inyan of mazolos to erech ampem. To understand well the inyan of mazolos of erech ampem, tzarech lahagdem tchilo, pidish tevis mazla. What does the word mazl mean? Mazl means maloshen mafel. It makes. Mazl is, whenever you have a mem in the beginning of a word, it makes... It affects a certain, a, a certain deed. It gives to eat. It's not eating, it's giving to eat. Maskel, it's making, it's, it's making someone wise. It's bringing intelligence. It's a source of something. If you say something is a mazel, means that from it is dripping. It's it's not the drip. It's the source from where it's dripping. It's what's causing the drip. yizal. If it says if it would say not mazel but yizal, that would be referring to what to what is dripping. Mazel is what's above the drip. In yonayu azala atzma is the dripping itself. like you say eating. That's the food itself. Machel means giving to eat. Oiseichel as opposed to maskil, a source from where intellect is coming from. I can say koach maskil, the power from which seichel comes from. Avaloshen mazel ukamay maskil oises metzias haseichel, that which makes the existence of intellect. Achem mazel oises metzias hazal, it causes 
the, the drip. So Kesser, who atzmos, Kesser is the etzem, it's like the crown that's on the head. That encircles and surrounds the head from all sides. And this is indicative on the exaltedness. That Kesser is so much higher over Chachma and the intellect of the head. To the point when the main deriving of energy, of, of, of where the seichel, the intellect is flowing from, where the ideas are coming from. It's only from a small little tube emanating from this keser infinite source. That reveals the flow from the crown. It's the v'noitzer, it's the source from where Chachma comes from, and the intellect of the head. So it's interesting. The mazolos are not even, it doesn't seem like the actual hair strand, because that's already the noizel. It seems like the place from where it's coming from, where it's rooted in Kesar itself, is the mazol, and it's going through the tsinar, which is the... the um, that thin vatsinar atzmoi who mechon Hashem sarays. Yeah, the tsinar is called the here diyukna shuk dugmas yenikas chalal asara. It's like the 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 empty space, the the um, the the little uh, like a tube that's inside the here the empty that's inward. So that's the the mazel is the source dripping into the here. Vehine v'noitzer who mazel el yenaches. Now, the noiter is the eighth mazel ki yidua. Mazel ayud gimel uvenake. And the thirteenth mazel is venake. The yidua, and it is known, shen sharshe mitziyas train moichen dechach mebina. They are the root of the existence of the two moichen of chach mebina. Shekamoisha chachman imsheches memazel elyanaches. Just like chachma derives its power from the eighth mazel. Kamoike mitziyas moicha bina. The bina nimsheches memvenake. Takes from venake. Vuinyan vekoine hakol. That's the idea of vekoine hakol. And when there's a yichud between these two mazolos, which is some kind of a yichud in the source power from where Chachma Bina comes from, so this automatically brings about the yichud of Chachma Bina, and the two friends, but because they're their source and their root. The Yeduad is known. The Bino Makar Hagiloi Loiladas Dovarma. Always, Bina is called the mother. So she's the source of every revelation of something new. Oh, giving birth to something. So if Bina is receiving from Chachma, when Chachma and Bina are getting together, but not in this deep, nemiastic way, which is originating in the Mazolois, so then Bina is producing something, but something more chitzaniya, something more external. But when the unification of Chachma and Bina is it happening because of their source is unifying in this deepest uh, ain't so dig away? Then it's it's the the hoylada from bina, the birth of bina is going to be something very deep, very rich. Chachma still bittel, so there's no halada yet. 
Now, in Chachma, something, even though something is already inserted into Chachma, it can't be born yet because it's still in a very hidden state of Bittal. Bina exposes something. Like we say, Bina develops the child. Now the order of Ishtalshalus and Eres lights and vessels and all the details of the world of Atzilus, they run the entire, they stay the of the root of everything in Atzilus, and when they unify, they draw new energy down every day, which are the lowest attributes. As explained in That's what I mentioned earlier. This is considered an external unification of That's the ordinary flow of energy that is, that is flowing naturally in all the spheres of Atzilus. But one, they have a very intense unification because they're having an internal union. When they are still attached in the source from where they're coming from, in the mazals of Erech Anpin, these two mazalos are now. Then it's not going to be more of the same, then it's going to be a shinoi, a change of a new shefa legamra. It's not based on what was which was established based on their external union, which is what is, brings about what we call Tamidim Kisidron, the natural flow of things. And the main reason for their internal unification is because of this yichud of these two mazalois, when they're revealing. So even though it's it's a yichud in both, but the main giloy is in the venake. So the main exposer and revealer of it is the is the is bina. So the same is also in venake. That's why what he's basically trying to answer is why the Zoyar is saying by the birth of Yitzchak, the birth when the Zoyar is asking the question, the Zoyar attributes it to to bina. The Zayar says, let me read you the Zayar over here. Um, uh, because Bina is the one, it's really Chachma and Bina, as he said earlier, it's the Nahar, is Yisoy, the Abba that goes through Bina, but Bina is the one that brings it out into the open, revealing it. Yeah, but, and that itself is two levels. When you have a chitzonius hashpa, an external hashpa, then Bina's being Megala, revealing the same old, same old. And when it's a new Pninis Inyan, from Bina will be revealed. And after, based on this, Yuvna called Divrei Amayim of Apratis, will understand the entire teaching of the Zohar specifically. Once it said Vashem Pocket, why does it say again Vayas? The question is like this. As explained earlier, the Vashem Pocket is who are based in, him and his based in. Like it says in the Maimer, close to Pekida Lenukva. That Pekida is always in the female. Why do you need Asiya as well? Once Hashem did already, it says, if Hashem said, he does already. So once there is already that Malchus decreed, the Tiritz, the Eibu Duvdei, 
the fruits of what God does, not to give you same old, same old of yesterday, but to give you real true news, like the Alter Rebbe's neshama, was a new neshama, the Baal Shem was all excited that a new neshama is coming to the world, a new, new light, something that's never been here before. This requires a penimius to giyichud of Abba ve'ima canal. What's the what's the nar? Nar is the yesoid Abba. That means that there's the penimius to giyichud of yesoid Abba to bina. Kapidish agimul daliyah like the third pidish to call yesoid Abba keshuhu levadoi be yesoid za when he is descending through bina. Vahaino kamoi shuhu bepchenes atzmusay as he is. Be'emes in a deep way, not um, not in a, an external way. When they're in their most essential state, when they're elevated in the mazolos, and over there the yichud is happening. And this is the mazal of the is the recipient from and the Naka is receiving from the Noitz. Ach keshebechines yisoy da Abba melubish be'ema v'loy lohoyled v'lad. When yisoy da Abba is generally unified with Ema, not to give birth to a child, so that's more like a teacher teaching. It's like your seichel, like it's explained. We explained many times the difference between a teacher and student, and then a father and a mother creating a child. A teacher. And a student, it's also this amshacha from the moichen of chachma. It's an innovation of an idea going into bina, and you have a teaching, you have an explanation. But when a person is giving a child, and he's taking the essence of his chachma and giving it to bina, is a commercial seichel basaga niglas. It's like seichel in a, in a revealed saga. Fine, avotipo b'moyachav, but the supernal, the 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 um, the drop, the. Um, Seminal drop of the father, whom in Koyach Maskel is going much deeper. It's not taking from the revealed chachma. It's taking from the keser element. It's taking from the essential pre-subconscious mochen. That's when I'm, that's kiyedua v'loy baba saganilus. And other it's coming in a very physical drop. It's not in any, but it's taking the deepest. He's taking his brains itself, not just the intellect, not just the soft, not just the the um, the information, not just the knowledge, but the producer of the knowledge. But yet you see that ultimately this hashpa from the Yesoid Abba, which is taken from Keser when a person is creating a child, connects to the physical Yesod of Betipa uh, Zaris and then giving off a, a, a physical drop, the Dailamei. In the supernal Tzadik, which is Yesoid, uh, called Yesoid, that the light that's going into Yesoid of the Ze'er Anpit. Lohoyled Neshames, to give birth to Yerushames, is coming from Yesoid the Abba, way up, Upkida Lenukva, to remember the Nukva, who he, Avoschira Leduchrohu. Vahainu Bechinas Yesoid Zakanal, Einoy Elam Bechinas Yesoid Abba. It's really coming from Yesoid Abba Levadoi, Kimoishuhu Yoytze Venimshach, as it's coming out, Memazel Venoitzer. And not just Chachma as Chachma is Chachma, but Chachma as Chachma is elevated into Keser. It's a, just a channel for the power of the pre-intellect. It's the spiritual drop. 
and the mazala of Enake that's receiving it, who inyan mazala haniskar b'maimer. That's the mazal that the Zohar is talking about. The mazal. See, the mazal, even though the Zohar is not talking about mazal lois, the Zohar is talking about one mazal. Because the Zohar is talking about venake, who is revealing that energy. It's like the mother reveals what she received from the father and has a child. And all the Gishme Berchan and all these blessed rains, Nazli Mine are emanating from it. This is for the sake of total Nunishamis. Which isn't the case of the unification of external unification of is to give new new information, new light to old neshamas that are in Ganeidin. They need to have a psanu chiddush. You need to teach them a new a psanu geshmak avort. You have to tell them. So then there is, a, is an external union to add more energy to give them more light. But it's not to create a new brain, a new neshama, a new entity. That's the ready, that happens every day. As it is known. To give to, to water the, the, the garden, from from up down. It's adding more koyach and strength. Bim malchus in malchus That's called the garden. Because children are in this mazel. The root of the supernal mother. When the supernal Bezden can't give Sarah a child, she doesn't have a child. As we said earlier, when someone can't have Parnassah, or when someone can't have sustenance, or can't have life, so first it has to be decided within Malchus that the person should be um, allowed to petition for a miracle. And then you have to petition for the miracle. But the Vayas Hashem, that's already higher. That's happening in Malchus. She can't give the child. She can agree there should be a child, but she can't give the child. That's the meaning. Remember what it says whenever it says Vahashem, it's referring to the Hashem and his Beisden, which is Malchus. So they can decide that you're worthy to petition for a miracle. They can't do that. They can give the psak haldin that Sarah is worthy to have a child. It's still dependent in the midas of Malchus to make that decision because she's the one actually deciding of the virtue of the world. But then the Dvar Mishpat has to be sent up to the king himself, all the way up to the Mazel, to get its approval and to actually do it. That the actual doing, the Mazel Italia is dependent on the Mazel Davke Canal. But it's after the Pekida. Because without the Pekida, then everybody would be able to go up to the Mazel, and that would not, that would not be good. So there has to be the filtration of who is worthy for a miracle, and then that. It's much higher from this level. Because it's dependent on the mazel. But the mazel will only come to the, to the judgment that this person should have the mazel. And this person should not have it. 
And that's why the second time it doesn't say Vahashem, the first time it does say Vahashem. Because the first time, whenever it says Vahashem, it means Hashem and is based in. Vahashem Pokadasara. The second time it says Hashem, that's higher. Pirish Basia, the Mazla, in When it says Basia, when it's talking about the Mazl doing it, it doesn't mention Avav. Because it's higher than a place of judgment. Who can now loymer alav? Canal, like we said earlier, all of who a bezdina. We can't say about him a bezdina because on the level of keser, there's no bezdin, there's no deliberations, there's no based on any virtues. Since it's, however, only responding to a request from a place where there was where there is deservance. Since it's coming through the yisoyredos of the bezdin that's why it's all one because ultimately it, they're they're unified. Because they both have to agree. The Malchus below has to petition up higher, and that's why they're one. This will also explain what it says earlier in the Mimer in the Zohar, which I quoted to you when I began the class. I will return to you. Remember, we said earlier that when he said, like he said, it's referring to. The Shechina that spoke. What does that mean? What does the Zohar want to tell you? That he wants to tell you the Shoiv Ashur? This is for sure what it is. That's what's matched the simple meaning of the Pesach. It's coming to hint on what he says afterwards. The Beisdin Elyon, who are Poike the Mitzavah, the Beisdin, the Supernal Beisdin, is the one that decrees. Adna, which is the name of Adna that we spoke earlier, canal. And when it says the Malach came and he said, I'm going to return to you, who's the Malach? The Malach is the Shechina. Whenever it says Vayomer, it doesn't say Avaya. Like this is what I discussed right at the beginning of the class. It always is Malchus. But it's not another Shliach, meaning it wasn't a Malach. Another Shliach. Because Malchus is also called a shliach, like I said at the beginning. This is also a shliach. This is the primary shliach. Malchus is a shliach. That's the reason, interesting why, that we say Malchus is a shliach, will also explain why the Rebbe began the idea of shlichus. Because the shluchim are the shluchim, but the Rebbe himself is called a shliach. He is the shliach of the Friediger Rebbe. He's the shliach of Yesod. See, he's the primary shliach. And then he has all the shluchim, just like Malchus. But it's the shechin itself, but not another shliach. The Rebbe is also called shliach. The concept of shlichus is a new concept of Judaism that didn't exist until the Lubavitch Rebbe came on the scene. Because the Rebbe is a manifestation of Sphiris and Malchus, of shechin. And that's Moshiach, because when shliach reveals the ten powers in him, that's how you get Moshiach. Plain Vayoymer is called shlichus. Shlicha de le'ela k'niski b'pasek ha'malach ha'goyel Like we explained in that pasek He's a shliach from above Ach shaloi shalach ha'yedei shliach achra Not through another shliach Who's the achra? That's malachim Ha'yinu malachim nevroim like creations K'moi b'hagar Like I told you earlier by hagar Hashem sent a malach D'chsev ha'yoyim ha'lo malach Hashem That was a real malach It wasn't shkina v'day l'meiv 
Okay, now he just concludes something in the end, which is we need to uh, understand what he's saying. I'm not exactly sure. And the reason why these three are dependent on a Muslim. It's interesting. It seems like you, you can't just say it. We explained earlier why that when we're talking in a situation, we're saying that when not ordinary children, livelihood. We're talking about a situation where the person can't have any children, or where they can't have any, 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 any sustenance, where they can't have any life. Yeah, but then, wouldn't that, shouldn't that apply to everything else? What happens to other things? That are, let's say, a shidduch. Not children, shidduch, for instance, give an example. It's not one of these three things. So then... Um, It seems like even when it's outside, even if this person was not supposed to, you don't have to come on to mazel. It's only these three things when there when there is a situation when the person is not supposed to have them, then you need to come on to mazel. But other things, even when if you need to create a new channel, it's not necessary. It doesn't need mazel. That's what it seems. It's only these. He explains there is something specific about these three things that require. Moving in, I do as understood. The makom achar shebebeis dvarim yisrael malas hagvurais alachasadim. There are two things in two things where gvura is has an advantage over chesed. Yitzchak over Avram. The power of gvura over chesed. Ha'echad be'inyan is gabrush who believe hafsek le'olam. Number one is that gvura and it's in its real source. Gvura is not about withholding, holding back, but gvura means intense giving. And that's why it's a type of giving that doesn't end. It's forever. Another thing that it says to Yitzchak, that Yitzchak is gematria. Hashem says to Avram Avinu, I'm going to increase your children. But then he only gave him one child, Yitzchak. So it says that Yitzchak is gematria arbe. The exact gematria, the word arba will increase. Why? Because Yitzchak is the power of very, very, very intense giving. And when you have very intense giving, the power of that intensity is that, when it, that it splinters into a billion small little pieces. Dafka is something that's very intense, like rain, for instance. It's called gavura. It's very intense, and then it comes into small drops. A flow that is not intense comes in one flow. It doesn't splinter into a billion pieces. Dafka Yitzchak. See, from Avram Avinu, there would have been a small, mellow little channel of Jews. Once Hashem gave him Yitzchak, Boom! Like a billion stars. It like splinters. And he explains the two are connected. Something that's... When something is very strong, that will cause the splintering of it. And the reason it's being spread is because it's very intense. It's explained elsewhere, this idea. The Yeduah is known, the Bonai... So, for example, when you're giving for when, when a person is creating a child, the actual creation of the child, as it's coming from the father, is coming just in a few drops. It's one drop, but it's coming. In, but yet, it's a very intense hashba. But because it's so intense, it's coming in a drop. And really what you're creating, what you're really creating is an infinite entity because you're creating a child 
who is going to have children, or they're going to have children, and they're going to have children. So you're really drawing on something infinite, on something that's forever and ever. It's the only power where a human being can create something infinite is when they have a child. So you're tapping into a koyach nitzchi, but how is it coming? How, when, you're, when, you're, when you're pulling it down, it's coming just in a drop, in a little splinter of one. And life is also that way. Because the soul is the, is in so dam is the nefesh and it gets so what do you see in the soul in life uh, it comes in drops maybe maybe the pulse I'm not sure it doesn't it doesn't explain but it's also touching upon and life is infinite so if you're adding life to a person it means you have to draw from an infinite place Life is not the temporary thing. Life, that's, that's what it seems like. also food, sustenance also comes from gevuras. It's interesting. Parnasa is related to the table. In the base of English, the show table, the show bread, the table, the shulchan, that's where Parnasa came from. And it's interesting that the, the shulchan was put on the left side, which the left side is gevura. You would think that Parnasa should have always been on the right side. Rechesedes. Stuff because it says that Gvura, that Parnasa comes from the source of Gvuras. all three It's not real Gvura, it's Gvura of Chesed. Hagadol Mazla. And that's the type of, that's when you have Chesed that's, that's very intense. That's called this Gvura Sheba Chesed. Anywhere lower, any other hashpa is chesed, is mellow chesed. It's in keser, it's over there is when the, when the, when the hashpa, the chesed is in sof, it's bizgabras. And that's why these three things, you have to get up to that place in order to take them. And not from the chesed That's why in ato gibor, which deals with gavura, with this place, you have Tchiyas Mason, which is the union of life. The people that died already will come back to life. Again, it's accessing this infinite place. And Elio, for instance, also, whose energy comes from Gevura, from the name of, of, of Ban of 52, Gematria Elio. Elio himself is Gematria 52. That's why Elio himself lives forever. And he also, he brings rain, and he had talumatar, kim lefi, devarai, 